When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And recording with two gentlemen and a faggot. I am the faggot. And uh, I'm doing this podcast and then I'm not resuming podcast until next week. Not that nobody, anybody gives a shit. Not that anybody's listening that cares. And um, you fucking say that shit. All right. So on a semi-regular basis, hey. I walk into my living room and I find my wife listening to your podcast. So somebody fucking listens. <laughs> well, hey, we'll take it. Well, it sure wasn't Gavriel Princip, which is uh man, I've been watching uh I've been watching so many World War One interviews lately. Yeah. I've noticed that. Dude, that's just a you know, I got really into like, you know, World War Two interviews, but you know, I've also kind of grown up with them, you know, like I remember I still have met, you know, World War II veterans, but there's just something and not that there's some fucking oppression Olympics like we live in right now, but there's just a whole different level of like true. Just, I mean, truly the definition war is hell of World War. Mm. Oh, man, the the stuff that. uh happened in world war one is pretty fucking ridiculous all mm. things considered uh you know people people whine and i i mean this unironically whine and and dear all of you and caps out there i'm talking to you uh yeah. oh, oh my god the u.s military entered the city and there were four civilian casualties world war ii vets are over there like you just bomb that shit they're like jesus like, you guys only took out four million it's like, like, <laughs> right? no 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 uh uh yeah only four million yeah they're like they, they killed four yeah, million you know? u.s military's over there right now like bro it was four people and three of them were holding guns yeah yeah nighttime bombing eh, i don't know if it's a factory yeah. close enough full send Let's war go. two is like <laughs> world war two is like are those school lights or factory lights? And they're like, either way, lights out. You know, like, uh, hey, you know what? I don't really care. They look to be about four kilometers out, and we do have an artillery battery with us. You can't grow up to work in a factory if you bomb the schools. So, there you, you know. go. There you go. Total war. <laughs> Denying the enemy assets. Have either of you guys listened to? Uh, I might honestly have to re-listen to it. Uh, Dan Carlin's hardcore history on World War One. It no. is. So he has everyone and their brother recommends this to me. And I, yeah, I haven't seen it either. Legitimately better than any audiobook I've ever listened to. And you guys know how much I fanboy over hands down, no hyperbole. Hands, it's a six part series, it's like four hours each. And I know it sounds insane. An hour into the first one, you won't be able to stop it. I mean, it turns your brain inside out. Like, just like I've been watching shell shock videos and stuff. And just like these guys, and it's just you hear them talking, and they're like, you know, we went, you know, we there's a watching an interview with one guy who's 112, he died in like 05, but he's like, we were getting ready to go over like the top, and the officer walked down behind us, blew the whistle. Anyone who hesitated, shot on the spot. Mm-hmm. We went over immediately, an artillery shell killed three of my friends. We kept moving forward, and I saw one of my friends with no arm, 
no leg and his intestines out and he was screaming for his mother and he asked me to shoot him and I was about to, but then he caught a bullet and then it's another, and he goes, I, and then we kept going forward and another friend of mine, no left arm, no left leg. And his left eye was hanging out of his head, pulsing and bleeding. And he was screaming mother. So I shot him in the head and, and he goes, I had to do it. I had to do And he was, it was his friend. And he's like, and then we moved forward and it was just like, what? And it's like, we moved the trenches forward after another, like six weeks of this, we moved the trench forward four feet. And you're just like, there's no clearing the bodies. He's like, our friends would, you know, you can't go out and get them or you'll join them. So there's just piles of bodies in different stages of decay. And we dig trenches and there'd be bodies in there. So you'd hit them and like, you know, all the pus and gas would explode. And like, you know, the lice were like breeding on us. There was nothing left to do. And he's like, so you just keep moving forward and you're just listening to this. And it's like war is hell. Like I, I you've, I've heard it so many times, but like, this is like, this is like, you know, like some like revelations, Dante's Inferno. Like it's not just war is hell. All your friends die. Rats like, and plague. And, rats, you know, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Intestines. Like, you know, I hate when you're trying to go to sleep and you put your head on the mud and you hit something hard and you go, Oh, that's the skull of bill. There's bill. And then your other friends like, yeah, I got bill's foot over here. And you're just listening to this. And like, you just like your brain starts to just like twitch. It's Mm. so on that note, uh, I now kind of realize just how faithful this hoodie is. You know all those uh, World War II sergeant majors and and uh, colonels and things and, and generals that were all a bunch of hard asses. Where do you think they came from? Yeah, I mean Truman, Patton. Yeah, right. Yep. They all. Truman was in artillery in World War One. Truman lied to get into World War One. And, and this is the thing, right? You you want to know how it is that we get Millie? Millie did not do that when he was a young lieutenant. Right. Yeah. Millie was out there like, well, war means being in garrison and uniform inspections. Right. Because that's how long he's been in the military is that maybe may, if you're really lucky, Millie saw what Gulf one. Yeah. I mean, dude, Truman Truman's eye, which is kind of hilarious because it's like it's like honorable to like lie to get into war. Right. You want to go serve. But there is a little irony with Truman where it's like, well, what did he want to do? He wanted to do artillery. And it's like, all right. What what'd you have to lie about? Well, his vision was bad, and it's like, hold on, <laughs> like <laughs> he memorized he memorized the chart. They're like, what does this say? And he was like, XZ one one four, and they're like, you know, what's the next? Thing? And he knew it all. And they're like, so then they like switched it out, and it would be like, you know, what is the letter on David's hat? And he'd be like, seven. And they're like, <laughs> they're like, fuck it, he's got the spirit. But yeah, man, I don't know, I I, I don't know, I've been just. But seriously, you guys need to watch it or listen to that thing. It, it's legitimately, it's the best thing I've ever listened to. Oh, I yeah. listened to it like three years ago. It is some good stuff. And what it reminded me of, I've been listening to some Mac B. Sog stuff. And, you know, when, yeah. when the guy, uh, one you linked me where they were talking about the rats, well, one of the Mac B. Sog guys I was listening to recently, he was talking about the same kind of problem with rats in Vietnam and how the VC would basically were and the NBA were really good at gathering their dead and burying their dead somewhere. And next thing you know, you have these freaking tigers roaming around the jungle with the taste for human flesh. I'm like, Holy shit. Yep. Yeah. My uncle Tim rest in peace died in 2013. His best friend was eaten by a tiger in Vietnam. Straight up. 
You, like, you don't hear about that shit. So not much, as not as corpse like that was the KIA. <laughs> yeah, and they were talking like, about some dude got dragged out of camp at yeah. night, and they had to wait till first light to go find him. I'm like, holy goddamn, that's some wild it, stuff, man. What What are you gonna do? Wander through the jungle yeah. where you know you're surrounded by VC? Oh, and you know there's a tiger. Like, yeah, I mean, geez. probably set off your own trip flare or some shit too while you're doing. Right. It. <laughs> I mean, Jesus, it just bends them another thing was like when they're in like the they're like underground like bunkers that they built in like that's how long the trench warfare was is like these things started to get like developed like almost like a community like different tiers and if an officer was moved up to the front they'd like bring in like wood so you'd have like wooden walls and a lamp and shit like and but they're talking about like a you know a gas shell would hit and the gas was heavier than air so would like fluid it would Mm -hmm. just go down and they'd all be down in like the big, you know, you know, no OSHA or fire, you know, fire marshal shit, just a huge room with bunk beds. And the gas would start to seep in and someone would scream like gas. And, you know, not everyone had their gas mask. So guys would be wrestling with each other to take a gas mask. And I mean, the, sim- the symbolism of it is so insane because they had the they had the candles next to all the bunk beds. And as the gas would move from like the stairwell entrance to the back of the room, it would snuff out the candles. So there was just this wall of darkness coming towards you. And some guys realized that they're like, they weren't getting out. And they, so they would actually jump down to the floor so they could just inhale it as quickly as possible. Whereas other guys were like, and you're just listening to this and you're like, like, I don't, not even in like the classic, like kids these days are so weak. Like that's a given. Like, not even in comparison, just listening to it, you're like, I mean, it, 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 it starts to, like, twist the mind. Yeah, that's like, the kind of psychology shit that you start hearing about, especially when you, you know, from the dive community, when you start hearing about, like, cave divers and tech divers and, and how people react when they basically know they're fucked. And you have some people that, uh, you know, um, you know, I know a few people that have a, you know, I'm one of them. I have a 44 Magnum power head and, you know, if something goes really wrong and I'm really stuck somewhere, there's a really simple way to end the problem. Yeah. Um, and then there are other guys that'll freak out and they'll, you know, gear rejection, start stripping off all their stuff and, and basically just try to inhale the water, get over and, and stuff like that. But yeah, it's that there's a lot of weird ass psychology that, that comes into play when you kind of know you're in that situation. Well, this podcast is off to a cheery start. Isn't it? <laughs> Just so written. dark subjects. Yeah, <laughs> it's funny in the in the world of, of war discussions, you see this all the time, right? Uh, and I've listened to so much Celtic stuff at this point, I don't even know where the hell this came from. Uh, but the story is probably familiar because almost everybody tells it. Is there was a SOG team out in the middle of Vietnam, and they they get into a gunfight with the VC, uh, and as soon as they do. whoever their ranking guy is hits the ground and starts praying right and everybody else is like not really the time bro (laughs) and so this this gunfight carries on for a while and they can't get out and there's there's like a whole regiment tracking down it sounds like six guys give or take right including uh you know the the vietnamese they've got with them it's like six guys and so they're running and gunning and they're carrying this dude right like every time they get up and move someone literally picks him up and runs with him and they finally get away from the gunfight for a little bit and they find a road and the guy tries to pull rank and goes well i'm the ranking guy so we're going down the road and everyone in this team is like 
fuck off bro like two minutes ago you couldn't even pick up a gun and what you don't do in a recon team is walk down roads it's like rule number one what is wrong with you and so finally they just all right fine i guess we're walking down the road and so they all start fanning out into the trees and he's just literally walking down the road and they turn a corner and sure enough there's a giant line of ec and they rip half his face off with an ak-47 just that fast because you can't make good decisions under serious pressure jesus man it's uh talk about a bad place and time to be trying to pull rank because Mm. like this reminds me of the story of you know my great uncle who fought in world war ii korea and vietnam and and throughout his time in Vietnam, they kept trying to make him an officer and he would turn it down every time because he was afraid he was going to get shot by his own men. And it's just, like, yeah, that, yeah, that used to be an American tradition. Oh, uh, yeah, no, frag them. Yeah, it's uh... so funny enough. I, I, uh, I know quite a bit of British people who and one of them not too long ago was like, Don, is this is this thing of shooting lieutenants in the back in Vietnam real? And I went, yeah, I mean, it's yeah. not as prolific as everybody likes to make it out. Yeah, to me, but, but, you know, hey, it, it was, was it was prolific <laughs> enough that it gained a term. Uh-huh. All right. 90 All right. day wonder. All right. If I if I if I interview Elon Musk once, you go, did you see Tommy interviewed Musk? If you're Joe Rogan, you go, Oh yeah, there's a new Musk episode. Mm-hmm. You know it's an Elon. Fragging happened enough that it wasn't like, did you hear about the time? It's yeah, it's right. Fragging. It's oh, a phenomena where do you do you not know the term 90 day wonder? Me? Yeah. No. Oh, so so this is the the Vietnam term for killing lieutenants. Oh, right. I always thought uh, it was fragging. So it is right. You know, they look look around. There's 47 military terms for every single thing that you'll mm-hmm. ever do, right? But the the premise of 90 Day Wonder is you got 90 days of training, and it's a wonder if you survive 90 days in Vietnam. Ah, oh, that's fair enough. Um, yeah, I was <laughs> so. As you guys know, I, I love Tim Dillon, and he's he always talks about this book called The Franklin Scandal. And finally, after like two years, like I bought the book. I haven't listened to it yet, but he interviewed the guy, Nick Bryant, who's this like esteemed BBC author. And about these like child sex slave rings, not Pizzagate. He, Nick Bryant's the first to say he's like P- Pizzagate. Yeah, Jimmy Seville kind of, you yeah. know, that kind of stuff. He's like Pizzagate's retarded. The finders. The Finders, though, that's what started with it was the Finders. And for everyone listening, the Finders was a cult where these guys were arrested and uh, the FBI started investigating it with these guys with like a warehouse full of kids. And there's all these weird pictures of the kids sitting with like severed goats heads and stuff. And then the CIA shut it down because, quote, it was an internal affair, which I mean, if you're going to shut it down, at least say national security. Don't say it was an internal affair. Tommy, we found a hooker. All right. This is national. This is a Tommy issue. <laughs> you'd be like you know, dude just what i just at least put up crime tape and use but it, it's normal i mean if you're familiar with the term nat set uh natsec democrat you know that's just their standard operating procedure that's but so the finders started you know so the cia shut it down and as nick bryant dug deeper and deeper they were finding that and it's not to in any way but when you first hear about like stuff like satanic sacrifice you're like this is Pizzagate. And then when you look deeper in it, you go, oh, this maybe sounds like disinfo, right? Like the idea, <laughs> if you take Bob Lazar for real, like the idea that, oh, they told him it was an alien saucer. So if he eventually leaked it, they'd know where the leak came from. They probably told someone else it was a Russian one, probably told someone else it was a fossil. 
and so they can track it right they can track who leaked it and so it's also discredited right just like uh the area 51 pilots when they first started using like german engineering to like build american jet engines and other pilots in the nevada test site would see them this is from manny jacobson's area 51 when other test pilots would see them and they'd see this crazy craft with no propeller and it had smoke coming out of the back and it was faster and louder well the pilots also wore gorilla masks that they would get from california and so when the pilots would regale the stories of this incredible craft that had no propeller and it was loud and it was doing, you know, imagine unimaginable stunts, get this, a, a gorilla was flying it. Well, it discredits. Right. So I say all that to say, but what stems from like MK ultra was, I mean, I had on Norman Oler talked about blitz and he's going to write another book about, uh, about like the, the origins of MK Ultra, MK mind control. Its origins are, of course, the Nazis. But it was they were giving like, I mean, David, talk about a terrible place to take ayahuasca. They're giving ayahuasca to people in the con. I never knew this. They're giving ayahuasca to people in the concentration camps. Yeah, and he was saying like they would show them these horrors of just. I mean, it's bad enough to be in a concentration camp. Imagine mm-hmm. being on ayahuasca. Well, they said their brains would would like splinter and you know i can Mm -hmm. don i'm sure you can with you know combat experience i when i found out my my brother committed suicide i cried for about an hour and then i didn't cry again for about eight months and in and then i crashed and burned and then i started doing a ton of drugs but in hindsight i can see where i just dissociated i was Mm -hmm. just like i was very at peace and i remember my parents my my dad will say it now be like i remember like when i first realized that like everyone else was grieving and tom you were like well, it's okay. You know, this is life. It was like, oh, Jesus. Like, my head was in the sand. So I'm going on this, sorry, this whole tangent to say there was, like, a science to can we fracture people's mind? What if we Sydney Gottlieb. Yeah. What if we can go farther than a brother committing suicide? What if you can dissociate so much that we can create a Manchurian candidate? So Nick Bryant was interviewing people who said in Omaha, in the woods, they were at, and it's not, oh, they're Satanists. No, it was rather they were trying, not to, here I am defending them. They were trying to be the most evil thing. They're trying to, mm-hmm. so they were like dressed in black in barns, like making kids slaughter animals and then like crucifying and burning the kids so that the ones that witnessed it, their minds would be fractured. And I don't know why I felt the need to go from World War One to this. I didn't really. There was no arc. That oh, was yeah, just well, that. There's just a fun well, fact. Yeah, the there, end. There, there's a big there, arc here. Yeah, there's a big and, arc, and a lot of this can be, you know, if you look at Sidney Gottlieb's work, uh, uh-huh. Poisoner in Chief, uh, who was, I mean, he was the pioneer of MK Ultra and all this, and what Killed we're talking Frank about, and, and, tra- yeah, traumatic, you know, traumatic based mind control, and what we're talking about, you know, I know we've had this discussion a little bit before, uh, but you know what, ayahuasca or like a DMT trip really is, is it's it's a tool. All right. It's not, you know, necessarily some, you know, it's just going to send you off to the right thing. It's, it depends on who uses it. Mm-hmm. Now, if you have a bunch of positive reinforcement and a bunch of people who are going to be, uh, you know, helping you want to rewire your brain for, you know, for going in a new direction in life, you know, say you built up a bunch of habits, regimes and, and whatnot, and you need to go in another direction, it can be very positive for that. Same way you could use 
um, you know, a mixture of LSD, ayahuasca, you know, if you really wanted to be dirty, you could get someone addicted to heroin and then wait and, and then get them off of heroin. When they start going through withdrawals, then you give them psychedelics. So on top of the, you know, the terrible ass withdrawals of say an opioid like heroin, they're also tripping balls on ayahuasca oh. or iboga or something like that. And next thing you know, you're going to have a, a person that, you know, is at the very least, if, if you, you know, the whole science of making the Manchurian candidate never quite worked out the way they wanted to, you know, they kind of went more towards electrodes and that kind of stuff to go down uh, that route. But at the end of the day, the fact that you could take a person and just disable them mentally and, and break them to the point where they are, you know, you're not killing them, but they're never going to be an intellectual threat ever again. Um, you know, this was the kind of thing that happened. There were people that um, reported some guy with a club foot coming into a bar, Sidney Gottlieb with a club foot and, and putting some LSD and some guys drinking. This dude had like a psychic, you know, just a mental breakdown, lost his job, went, you know, just absolutely crazy for years. And it wasn't until I believe some family member was uh, hearing about uh, Sidney Gottlieb and all this and was like, hey, this sounds like this club foot guy that came in. And, you know, this is all documented stuff that's out there. And it's all, as you're saying, when you don't want something out there, there's so much open source intelligence out there. It's a security through obscurity. It's like when Dale's talking about some, you know, busting into a nuclear facility and he goes, this isn't secret. I read it on the fucking internet. Well, it's because there's so much shit on the internet. The only way that you can actually keep things secret is to pump out so much other disinformation that you don't know what's real. And that's post-truth politics. Well, this is... Let's not skip over the, the brainwashing quotient of this, because, that, mm -hmm. I mean, let's be honest, that is the through line of all of this, right? And understand that this is basically all of society at this point, right? Mm -hmm. So it, it's nearly impossible to distribute enough LSD, uh, ayahuasca, you know, whatever you want to, whatever psychedelic you want to go with to cover everybody but it turns out the lessons of this have been really helpful in the world of mass brainwashing and if you don't you know if you don't believe that uh I, probably nearly everybody knows a marine and you know what everyone i know who has ever met a marine says yeah man i knew him and then like when he got back at a boot camp he was just different that's it, not by accident right that's not like oh man uh you just you go over there and they stamp you with an eagle globe and anchor and that's it you're different right no that's not it. You do a lot. There is nothing in this world that you do in boot camp that you don't say three times. Nothing. Think that's an accident? Anybody? No. Right? Socrates, reason, you know, I... <laughs> yeah, it's been almost 15 years since I went to boot camp, right? And yet the moment that I needed to talk about something like this to anybody about two weeks ago, I went for all my vets out there. Ready, front, right? Cover. And everybody who was ever in boot camp went cover to the front, align to the right, cover to the front, align to the right, cover to the front, align to the right. And you know why they did that? Because that's how drill commands work. That's what you do in boot camp. You say it three times over so that you know, probably until I am dead, right? And these very mm -hmm. simple little things. There's a, go listen to radio commercials. Go listen to TV commercials. Right? Alex Jones uh, screaming band dot video three times every time he does it. Yep. It goes back to Socrates. Is, exactly. None of this is by accident right and why is it that you do things repetitively in school same reason right if you do something three times you're more likely to remember it in the short to midterm if you do you're something three pathways. times multiple times you are more likely to remember it forever there's a reason that you know your multiplication tables you unironically brainwash them into yourself that's how they got there 
and we know this and start looking at schools. You can, you know, for everybody who's running around going, oh my God, CRT, this is terrible. Look at what they're doing. They are doing all of the things we know that make humans remember this forever, incorporate it into their own lives, et cetera, et cetera. This all stems from all of those times that we did things like going to war. Because by the way, there, there's 13 general orders for the United States Marine Corps. All that stuff you were talking about, you know, when gas happens, make no mistake, you said, and somebody shouts gas. And I went, gas, 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 right? <laughs> because that's what you do. And that is the answer. Where did all this come from? We went, oh, when this, this happens, one, we need to have people who stop fighting each other for their gas masks, right? Um, we need to have people who have gear accountability because you better believe anyone who's ever been in the military can tell you endless hours of stories of gear accountability. We need to have people who don't immediately shed their gear uh, when something happens, when they get into a fight, right? And this is why there are high-stress things in boot camp, specifically for people who have never lived a high-stress life, right? For anybody who, you know, I don't know, lived in Southside Chicago and shot, was shot at every couple of weeks, they're like, high-stress, lol, whatever. But that's not the vast majority of Americans, right? They actively go out of their way to stress you out because they need to find out what you do when you get stressed out. Uh, and having known guys that were drill instructors, you get people on ranges who, once shots start flying, not even in their direction, rip their helmet off and start smashing it into their face. And they go, this guy needs to go, <laughs> like right now. We can't have this guy because it's more stress than you've ever had applied to you in your life. And what happens to you when you stress the fuck out is really important if we're going to give you a machine gun. <laughs> so, you know, understand that most of society is structured around the stuff you're talking about, just in much smaller ways than give everybody LSD. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's just an initiation tool. And that's one of the things like when you're one of the things that they're looking for, if you go to say an, an actual well-run ayahuasca ceremony is they're looking for that exact same thing, the kind of person that's going to, you know, take the ayahuasca and freak out and start, you know, pounding their face or running off away from the fire into the dark woods or something, you know, and the last thing you want is ayahuasca Rambo running out in the woods or something like that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and it's because ayahuasca or these kind of things are just used as a way of remapping the brain, remapping pathways and as tools of initiation. And it could be used for a good thing. It could be used for a bad thing. Jesus. And I mean, but like ayahuasca being a tool, right? These things are all tools, right? It's the first time I took psychedelics was, was the day after I graduated college. There was like a lot of negative, like I was like, am I going to move home? Do I want to go to medical school? My brother was still alive, but like I knew something was wrong. Just started dating a girl, like first serious girlfriend. And I was like, I want to get to like the bottom of this. I'm going to do psychedelics. It was the first time I ever did it. But I did it with like my best friend. We went up into the woods. It was like a sunny day in December. There's no one else around. It's very positive. He had done it before. He was kind of like my guide. And it was a very, we didn't go super deep, but I went in and I did kind of, it's like that feeling when you when you're picking at like a knot on some like old shorts or something, and then you finally get it and start to loosen it up, and you're like, ah, oh, I got it. Like that's what it was like. Or you know, you can give it to someone at Dachau. Now, even this though, repetition, right? I mean, like it's not like it's not all evil, right? It's not all repetition is evil. Like every every day I get up, first thing I do is I make my bed. Next thing I do is I I have my workout. I already put them out from the night before. It's so that there's no like barrier to going to the gym. But I can't find my pants. It's have it all right there. I get dressed and I immediately walk to the gym, do a mile, do some weights, come back, 
immediately take a cold shower. I don't fucking think about how much I don't want to do it. I just walk in, cold shower, meditate, podcast. And to me, it's this streamlined thing where, you know, if you wake up every day and if you wake up at a different time, you're doing a different thing. It's a lot harder to do a podcast every day versus I've streamlined to such a thing to where it's like gas and Don's like gas, gas, gas. To me, it's like alarm goes off and it's get up, make bed, do this thing. And by the time I realize I'm tired or I'm out of it, the podcast is already finished and it's up. Right. And it's so structure like a, like ayahuasca, it can be a very good tool, Mm -hmm. you know, or it can be, yeah, wear it, your it mask, all, six feet apart, take another booster mm-hmm. shot. It wear your mask, what disinformation, your white supremacist, MAGA hat, kill them all, another well, booster look, shot. You know, Lizzie Borden with an axe killed her parents like, before he waxed. I mean, look, axes cut down most of the trees that built all of Western society. They also killed Lizzie Borden's parents. Very what you do true. with a tool has a lot more to do. With I mean, the guy that invented Zyklon B also didn't he produce like that he produced like fertilizer that like greatly increased humanity's ability for crop yields but he was also made zyklon b i don't think he knew what he was doing or he knew what the use was pest control and malthusian thought just go hand in hand eventually you know uh uh fuck there was uh fuck there was another guy um the guy that i think he he did something i'm gonna butcher this but there's some terrible i don't think it's the same guy but it was some terrible thing about like something with engines or fuel or fuel production, but this guy greatly increased like fuel, basically our ability to like extract gas. And I cannot remember the name, but he led to just excess fuel. So we're burning it and everything. Right. So just, you know, polluting the atmosphere. And then he did something else that also, also effective. And because I don't know, like the back of my hand, it just sounds stupid, but he did a second thing, which greatly increased pollution in the world. And he finally died because he was in he was in the hospital. He was injured and he was in one of those like sling sets, you know, like, like a terrible car crash or something. And he and he was in, you know, all these pulleys and levers, like some steampunk shit. And he ended up falling out of his bed and choking himself and, and he died. But there was the, but it's like the terrible irony of like he did everything he could in his life to destroy the atmosphere. And ultimately, like he was as asphyxiated. But because of, this is the importance of staying well read, because I don't know all the exact examples, it doesn't work at all. It's like there's a guy who gas, who it, who fire, and Don's like just like about? let him run, let him let him get it out of his system, Tom. You know who it sounds like you're talking about, and I, I can't speak to his death, but it sounds like you're talking about Rockefeller. No, I don't think it was him. No, right, yeah, right, Rockefeller. Yeah, <laughs> because no, that's. Other yeah. than the end, there, that's the story of Rockefeller. Yeah, just on a war with yeah. Um, on a kind of side note, I've been listening to this book, uh, The Arms of Krupp, right? Uh, K-R-U-P-P. That sounds familiar. Who, yeah, who wrote I, that? I don't know. I think I sent it to you, David. Uh, it's I haven't finished it yet. It's like 50 fucking hours. But it's from, uh, it's just the Krupp dynasty, like the German war machine from like the 1600s to, you know, told their end. No, they merged with another company. Um, but it's, what? Country? company they merged with another company i think tyson not tyson chicken tyson like ty t-h-y-s now it's tyson krupp but for like 400 years it was just this german war machine krupp arms okay they built world war ii artillery world war one artillery autobahn all of it all krupp it was it was the the sole military industrial company 
and gotcha. just dynasties and dynasties. I mean, they owned like the biggest castle in Germany and they had all the land and it was all about like increase. I mean, in World War One, they were building all the artillery and then they also bought up all the barbed wire companies because they're like, this is useful, too. And like, like mm-hmm, they, them and Junkers. Oh yeah, no, they 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 were the they were the OG military industrial complex, and uh, but they're also they're just this like archetype of Germans. Like it sounds, you know, when you see something like the you know like the like the film like the double take, and you're like, oh, that's so old. But there was a time when that was like a new thing in acting, like the double take, and then you look back at like an old film and you're like, Oh, they're doing the double take. And you have to be like, no, that was the original. You, when you're listening to this book, because I can't read when you're listening to this book, you hear all these German stereotypes and you're almost like, ah, this just sounds like it's cheesy. And then you realize, no, this is the thing. And the, the German stereotype came, I mean, from like, mm-hmm. I wake up at this time, breakfast at this time at eight fifteen, middle of a conversation. He could be meeting with like a, an ambassador from Britain, like 8 15 a.m breakfast is finished he gets up and just walks away now you can follow him and continue the conversation but it goes on and on. even to where his debt he had his funeral timed. he was like the funeral will go on no longer than 21 minutes and it was like and but he's going on and on and he'd raise his kids and uh you know even like immediately married like nine months to the day from his wedding night he had his first kid and then nine months to the day from that he had a second kid it was just no wasting time and but he had this kid who he taught him just like the brutality of how efficient you have to be just like no love he's like if you want your hug you will get your hug at this time otherwise father will not give you hugs and it was just from very german yes yeah (laughs) and he talks about as he was telling he's like you will like you will inherit this like dynasty and he's like if you run this incorrectly if you don't keep the i mean you can really like the way two centuries before the nazis about documentation numbers you know just like record all of it he's like if you run this country poorly and this is like a this is like a secondhand account from like the wife she's like watching him and he's like it's this you know just german guy like yelling at his like 15 year old son he's like if you run this company poorly i will rise up from already just he goes i will rise up from hell and i will personally not hurt you i will i will come take this company back over and fire you which to the kid is a worse worse threat than death and so but there's this imagery of what this wife is explaining of this guy, this stuffy German dude. And he's like, I will come, I will rise up from hell. And, uh, and, and then like the son said something where it was like a smart quip. And he's like, well, father, like you better have your papers to prove this is your company. And the mom said for a split moment, but the father smiled and was like, I have raised a machine. But it just made me think of like Dwight from the office or something. Just like just this super the kid's like, you better show your papers. And this and the father for just a moment, he just smiles and he's like, I've raised an automaton. And there's like he only allotted like four seconds of pride. But he was just like, this is my son. Again, you know, nothing to it, do with anything. we're talking it, You know, about, if but. you read about like, you know, Frederick the Great and like specifically you know, Frederick the Great's instructions to his generals and whatnot, and you look at you know his relationship with his father who beat the crap out of him and everything, and just the the mentality of Prussian militantism in general. I mean, you know, it, it wasn't you know, it, I mean, that was what inspired just about everything else around for yeah. a good period of time. I mean, now everyone's talking about you know unrestricted warfare and Sun Tzu, but Clausewitz was you know what everyone fucking quoted for the yeah. longest fucking time. You know, Sun yeah. Tzu be damned. 
you know, if it wasn't for the whole fucking Which, like by, genocide, by the way, hold on a minute because I, I got to make my standard bitch here. Uh, I don't care, and and I, I need to make it as often as humanly possible. Stop saying fifth generational unrestricted warfare. Stop it. Okay. If you are quoting someone who is two to five thousand years in the past, it's not new. Stop it. <laughs> it is no. It is very dark gray zone hybrid asymmetric unrestricted fifth generation for twentieth generation. Drop all. You just gotta drop all the lines. You're like, guys, this is unparalleled thinking. This is Internet 2.0. This is a web development, a cyber diametric. And you're like, well, no. Yeah, it's to quote the great Dr. Dale Comstock. It always comes down to the man with the gun. Well, you know, yeah, that too. And it's the fact that, you know, not just like the Russian idea of subverting languages until the language doesn't exist anymore. You know, the, the Bolsheviks come to power and all of a sudden letters from the alpha get met, get deleted. But it's also the fact that, you know, as I've heard Don talk about before, like every officer having to, you know, write some new concept or, you know, I believe the example you used was like, we're going to bring back horse is in cavalry or something because that's how they make their name i mean you go oh, and you yeah. read all these papers from you know ir scholars and whatnot well you know you can't just say well sun Tzu, the art of war said this no you got to make a brand you got to make a name for yourself or some stuff and to, you know to put yourself into some policy position pipeline and so yeah you got to come up with some shit like very dark gray hybrid gray zone asymmetric generation you got to do that and it just keeps stacking on it's it just stacks on top of each other until the entire fucking language changes and hey, I am I am the most guilty of all of this. So, Don, I'd like to apologize because I've interviewed two authors. I'm always like, you know, I talked to this guy. He talked about something called unrestricted warfare. And you could just oh, see man. the people's eyes just glazing. Like I had on Gordon Chang, like a China, China expert. And I was like, yeah, unrestricted warfare. And you can almost see him like, kid, like I, I wrote the book on like, <laughs> warf- like literally I talk about this on. I told my parents, I'm like, I, I'm having on a guy named Gordon Chang. And they're like, oh, yeah, no, we've been watching them forever. And here I am. I'm like, yeah. Mr. Chang, have you heard of have you heard of the Chinese Communist Party? <laughs> right. No, like, tell me more. It's like, tell me more, Tom. He's just like, Jesus. But um, yeah, now, see, this is uh, th- this is the different. This is, oh, God, you want to talk about the, uh, the as so many people have popularly decided to do all of a sudden, why we have all this rot in the military, right? Uh, go watch. Oh my God, what is going on over here? Go. Um, I'm, I'm putting on. I was going to put on some gay rainbow lights. Go. Uh, go watch any of those discussions with Dale. Go watch. Uh, what the hell's his name? Um, Navy Seal. That's Willink, right? Chuck Willink. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then go listen to um, Mattis. Right. And what you will find, it, despite that Mattis is a, a horrifically bad example once he gets into politics, but while he was fighting, what you will find out of all of these people is now we look, we read this before. We, we read these books. These people knew we you know, I, I don't need to tell you what to do when you're getting flanked because, you know, 75 generals before me have all come and said, uh, hey, here's uh, here's what you do when you get flanked. And each one along the path goes, this is what we learned from the prior guy. This is what we learned from this prior guy. This is what we learned from this prior guy. And what you don't find in any of those discussions is people going, I am the one who is here to teach you what to do when you got flanked. Now, consider for a minute, Millie, right? A Millie, a Millie. He is not that guy. He is he is that douchebag officer who is like, so <clears throat> what you need to do when you get flanked is the Millie maneuver. Like, <laughs> <yep>. <laughs> what the fuck? 
Marcus a Millie. Or, or more like the Millie, the Millie pullout specifically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. And, you know, th- this is the kind, this is the difference in caliber of person you get, you know, to Dale and I, probably shouldn't speak for Dale, but I can almost bet money, nearly willing to bet a testicle, that if it is going to save Dale's life and the guys that he's with, he honestly doesn't care who invented it as long as it works. Right? Yeah. And and yeah. this is the thing you will find all over the place is uh, is it functional? Um, do oh, I need to brand my name to it? No. Oh, man. Uh, and then you will find the exact opposite of this, right? The, the officer who was like, <clears throat> so I have invented cavalry. Like, Bro, we you need, live in the 21st century. You didn't invent shit. We need an assessment to put together a community. I mean, a, a committee to come up with nomenclature for this thing. I was, <laughs> I was just thinking, because you're right. Someone like Dale doesn't give a fuck because it's someone where it's like, this is what we're doing. I don't. Right. It's again, Mattis, you know, maybe not the best when he went to politics, but like early on when he, you know, he was in like those early like Senate hearings for his confirmation or some shit. And someone's like, you know, what do you think about like trans women? Or men who you know share <laughs> share beds with other men, and Mattis was like, you know, Shut my job, <laughs> my no, he was like, my job is to build the most lethal fighting force in the world. It is not my concern what two consenting adults do. Just yeah. very much like I don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. If they're the best sniper in the world, but they're a trans girl. I don't care. You said the best sniper in the world, put him in. It's, but the beauty is, is right. Well, what does what's the antith- What's our society right now? It all matters who invented it, where it came from, what we need to start doing is start, you know, all these things, right. Bernoulli's principle about like air or fluids flowing or some shit, or uh, I don't know, like the Bessemer process, right. Like melting and smelting. We need to start finding these things. And, and then kind of like 4chan, we need to start these like fake campaigns about how people shouldn't follow them anymore because they were established by white man, like Newton's three laws. Like, I think we should void those because Newton was a white male and just see, just see what happens. You're spot on. The answer to this is rhetoric. Let me, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm going to try to you. Let me explain to you what happens because we already know, right? Um, you see, and and uh, there there is a series that is probably still somewhere on the internet, and you can find it called Hidden Colors. And what Hidden Colors is is uh, a bunch of black supremacists, unironically, go around rewriting history, talking about how any invention that has ever been attributed to a white male was actually invented by this black guy that he knew, right? And they go to unrealistic lengths to find some black guy that he knew and then just attribute everything to him right uh and you you i don't know who it is that they think uh taught newton everything but then again these people don't matter but the moment you say you know well it wasn't invented by a white male i promise you these people will show up out of nowhere and go see we agree it was invented by this black guy well isaac newton was obsessed with the emerald tablets and and you see uh, because he was obsessed with the emerald tablets of Thoth and, and supposedly had one, uh, you know, clearly a black Egyptian god of wisdom because the Egyptians are black, came in and, and taught him everything that he needed to know about gravity. But you I know, mean, this, this is basically the level of, of uh, gymnastics that we are yeah, actually and, talking. And this is why, like, I try not to get caught up on, like, unrestricted fifth generation warfare, because I just look at it all as rhetoric and marketing. Unrestricted right? nano right? swarms, and, 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 Internet and 5.0, is, it's economic warfare. Yeah, like, oh. I could tell someone, like, if I tell a, a, a teenage kid, 
all right, to, to read, what is it? The Book of Five Rings and, and Sun Tzu's The Art of War. They're going to look at me and they're going to go, oh, all right, Boomer, or, or something like that. But if I throw in some fancy buzzwords and say, here's this unrestricted warfare book, they might be a little bit more likely to read it. Now, I do I care? Would I prefer that they like actually learn the history and learn where it came from and do the whole thing? Yeah, I would prefer that. But at the end of the day, I just want to move the needle and get people doing anything to move the needle. So for Here's- me, it's like it's all marketing and rhetoric. What's going to get people to move right. a needle? We're we're getting we're getting squarely into my arena here. Wait, wait, hold uh, on, so, <laughs> hold on, wait, wait, real quick though. Have you guys ever seen those uh, <clears throat> all these like videos? I love them. People put out these like ten hour videos. They're like full accounts on them on YouTube, and it will be like a, uh, uh, like you're listening to oldies in another room. It, it'll be like a, I don't know, like a Disney animation from the forties of like you know someone sleeping, and it's like you're a kid, like your parents are downstairs, they're having a party, and you can hear like I don't know whatever forties fifties jazz music playing, and it's raining outside or something, and it's like you know. It's 1948, like you're falling asleep in your bunk bed with your little brother. Your parents are listening to oldies downstairs and it's raining. And the whole thing will be like, you can hear the pitter patter and it's kind of muffled and you'll hear like whatever. And it's very, very relaxing. And they'll do them from all different generations. It'll, you know, whatever. Like for me, I remember falling asleep and like, I remember being in Arkansas and Real like quick, uh, does not mean to me what it means to tell me eat a dick and uh <laughs> i remember like there's like like my dad listening to eric clapton and so if like you know eric Clapton is one thing if i hear like muffled eric clapton it's like it kind of brings me back to like being kid i was just i just went out to turn on the air conditioner i didn't realize it's raining now so it's raining and all these sound tiles and i'm in a different room it's muffled but it wasn't jazz. It's we're definitely going somewhere here. It's Don the Pleb talking about fifth generational warfare. And I just imagine like <laughs> in 50 years, if there will be like an ASMR channel, it'd be like, it's raining. You're in another room and you hear Don the Pleb yelling about fifth generational warfare. And it's just pitter patter, pitter. And this is and you just hear it like, <laughs> sorry, back to you, Don. So. <laughs> Outside of that massive digression, outside of that faggotry, uh, the the marketing thing, right? So I generally uh, approve of the principle, right? If if we could get more people interested in what's going on, hooray! And people do get more interested in the term fifth generational unrestricted warfare, right? Economic, it's it's a, it's a war on your mind. They're turning the freaking frogs gay. Mm-hmm. Right, you know, and that's you need all exciting, and <laughs> that's all well and good, and it's very exciting. The thing that I find this actually creates, though, is not a serious interest in what we're talking about. What it creates is this barrier to entry that is this is brand new, and it, it has taken these people a lifetime to understand. And I don't really get it. And maybe if we're lucky, creates some followership. And the problem with that is. In fifth generational unrestricted warfare, uh, you cut the head off the snake of the problem and then you're done, right? And, and this is the problem that everybody uh, in my favorite phrasing to the right of Mao has is we want a big white knight on a big white horse with a big white lance to come in and save the goddamn day. And do you know how you deal with a big white knight on a big white horse with a big white lance? You shoot him in the face. And then there's mm-hmm. no horse, there's no lance, there's no knight. And everybody goes... Well, the white knight understood fifth generational unrestricted warfare, and I don't, right? And 
this continuously is the problem. Like, look at what happened when, look at what is happening literally as we speak. Well, Alex Jones is about to go to jail for having talked shit about the Sandy Hook thing. Uh, and then what happens, right? Do, do we expect Owen Schroyer to go pick up and, and look, I'd say no offense, but Owen, you're not going to be able to do it. Uh, pick up and carry InfoWars because that's not going to happen, right? It, it, InfoWars is Alex Jones, yeah. period, right? And so if he goes to jail, this is over. There is nothing, right? Once he is pulled out of where he is. And by the way, I use this example because it is currently ongoing. If you're listening to this and you're going, yeah, but Alex Jones is a nut. Well, then so be it. Pick whoever you want for everybody going, Ron DeSantis is going to save us. Cool. What happens if Ron DeSantis goes to jail? Mm-hmm. Just out of curiosity, what happens if Ron DeSantis gets assassinated? And or for or those- even worse, as a Floridian, my worst fear is he runs for president without grooming a, a actual America first successor. And this is why one of the, the major things that I am all about is making sure nobody gets bogged down into one thing. This is why I don't mind talking unrestricted fifth generation warfare with one crowd and Sun Tzu and the other. All I care about is whatever, you know, I want to have as many hooks as possible for as many different demographics as possible. Same way, I don't hate Q because guess what? Q is really great for recruiting middle-aged women. Sorry, but it uh, is. Okay. So <laughs> if, Q was, if Q was recruiting middle-aged women to do something, and by that, I mean, uh, if we want to recruit women in general, and, and dear women, you're not going to like this, they're not going to be out there on a battlefield holding a gun. Mm-hmm. They're not. They're not going to be the ones out there getting beat by cops. Uh, they're not going to be the ones, you know, look at, look at moldy locks, right? So here's an internet throwback reference for you. Yep. <laughs> oh, I'm big and powerful till this guy punches me in the face. Then it's all over. Uh, they're not going to be those people. On the other hand, give them a stack of white flowers in a, you know, bigger than they are and have them start handing them out to men who exactly. are being pussies. And, and well, if Q is doing that, I'd appreciate Q and it's. Well, well I, I'll come to David's defense. You know, I, you know, I always post the Project Veritas videos. I just always post them. Mm-hmm. Um, just, I don't, I'm, I don't give it. I just put it out there. I don't put an argument behind it. I don't say this is right. I just put it out there and I let people do what they will with it. I get banned now. I've actually been banned for the first time from Facebook. I think it's over for posting it. I have seen on cue boards that they circulate Project Veritas videos. At the very least, you know, maybe the whole, you know, there is a plan and Trump saving the kids under Central Park. That's not true. But if it does get Boomer Karens in Idaho to start talking about like NAFTA and, you know, exporting jobs and is this happening? Mm -hmm. Right. But, but here's the thing though. more I so actually, than it, I actually it's above zero it's a non-zero number i do know I'll take first i'll take it women that woke up started with q and eventually they did kind of grow out of it but they are the kind of people they are now going out to school boards and yelling at school boards no so, but like, very it, true it, so regardless roundabout of, as, as much way we want to make a fun of it roundabout way it did target a demographic and you know as, as you know, we can joke about some of it, but some people were motivated to go at the that, next step that further. Otherwise would have stayed down. There are it you can go on and people are like, you know, this is motivated me to go to the school board. And it's like, you know, maybe there is no plan. But now this woman is going to the school board and at the very least letting her. Th- That's non zero. No, you're right, okay. Don. They're not so, out there. They're not out there feeding the belt. I understand that. That's a non zero point. So hold on, because I get this with just about everything. I'll fucking rape you. Probably. But still, (laughs) um, I I get this with just about everything. Dawn, I found your channel because of Ben Shapiro. Okay, that's nice. Uh, I promise you this is a thing every other day. How? Uh, Right. 
Right. Uh, well, you see, I, I found Ben Shapiro and that led me to, I don't know, Sargon of Akkad. And then you interviewed Sargon of Akkad. And then I found you. So if it wasn't for Ben Shapiro, I never would have got. OK, that's that's very nice. Um, ben Shapiro has an audience of what? Five million people. Of that five million people, less than one percent of one percent move on. Right. And this is the same thing with Q. Right. Less than 1% of 1% of Q is like, okay, uh, so this plan thing is not working out. There are people, unironically, who are like, yeah, Trump's in control right now. I and, I, and at that point, I just go, well, so th- this, is, this is unironically Operation Trust. This yes, is, and- uh, you know, the, the Mensheviks will save us all. Yeah. Uh, and no, the Mensheviks will not save us all. And so if you pacify 99.99% of anything that looks like resistance but 0.001 percent are over there going okay now now well then we're, we're not talking three percent we're not talking five percent we're not talking all those numbers that everybody likes to talk about okay we could actually change this if even a fairly uh you know small minority got up and did something what you are talking about is well we have pacified enough people that though there might be resistance it is irrelevant resistance yeah, and, and to be fair, when we're talking about the kind of people that become pacified by that, let's let's be honest. It's not like they were going to be active without. I was it about either. to say, you know, it does. You know, they weren't going to. It'd be know, sorry, David. It it'd be one thing if if you pacified a hundred Dales and then one of them went, you know, I don't think this thing's happening. I'm going to start going to my school board, and then me, I'm going. Well, at least one guy's doing it, and I get Don's argument. But you're going. Well, now ninety nine aren't. It's not. It's not a hundred Dales. It's a hundred. It's a hundred Tommies who are just jerking off. And 99 of them went, there's a plan. They were never going to do anything. And one of them yeah. went, fuck it. I'm going to get banned from YouTube and start screaming about ivermectin and satanic pedophiles. That this is, is plus thing, one. Though. That go, is go plus back, one. Go back and listen to Dale, right? Go go back and listen to him on this subject. Uh, I couldn't believe it, man. I went back and talked to guys that I knew. And apparently if something happens, I'm going to have to start shooting people in the face. Not just random people, green berets. Oh, yeah. I do remember that episode. Mm-hmm. And, and I vividly remember that line. I'm going to have to start <laughs> shooting green berets in the face. You know, but this is one of the reasons that, you know, I want to focus on having as many lures, as many flavors as possible, because it and as many hooks as possible, because at the end of the day, if you want to move the needle, we can't get bogged down to one narrative. Right. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, people are going to get caught up on nomenclature and word games. It's just the nature of what we're dealing with right now. And so we have to craft a narrative that's going to hook each and every different group. You know, the same way that, you know, you might craft a narrative that you're hoping to walk, you know, some socialist onto a neoliberal target to fuck with liberals, you need to craft a narrative that's going to move your, you know, your crazy conspiracy nuts in a similar direction. So it's like, you know, we're trying to control every end of the spectrum to an extent, and you have to have a flavor and a brand and a narrative for each and every one of them that they're going to react to. Because that's a different thing, right? That is not a question of whether or not Q is good, right? Whether or not Q is beneficial. That is whether or not we can be reactive to Q and turn something that is shit into something good. And in that, I will happily agree with you. That is possible. Well, yeah, that's what we have to do. We have to take any momentum that we see moving and we have to amplify that momentum. We might might not be able to create a, a giant, you know, 
bump in the scale on their own. But if we see it to start to go up and we can amplify that and change that narrative as we want to, we might be able to either amplify it, give it a little bit more oomph, or we can steer it into a direction that we want or walk it onto a more relevant target. You know, it's really easy to, you know, if your enemy is a Fed, it's really, you know, a Fed straight white male, it's pretty easy to get an Antifa guy, you know, to be harassing, you know, some cop that you don't like. The same sure. way it's well, really well, easy to on walk there, on that- a neocon onto a Democrat you don't like. That that is a particularly good example, right? Because I don't I don't think anyone here is arguing that Antifa is good. So but you can use them. <laughs> right. And, and this this is the thing about Q, is I, I see it as the same thing. Right. Sure. Uh, you know, if you take a bull and you put it in the right China shop, it's gonna break the right China shop. Mm-hmm. That, that doesn't make the bull inherently good, right? Yeah, doesn't well, we can't get rid of the bull, so how can we make it work for us instead? And that's just the, sure. that's the mentality we have to have because but we can't this, get rid of the bull. This goes to another thing. Q is not momentum. Q is inertia, right? Mm-hmm. Make, make no mistake, Q devolves all, uh, you know, all, all pushback down to, <clears throat> ladies and gentlemen, we are fighting the left here. Like, subscribe, share this content everywhere because that's how we defeat the left. And by the way, yet again, shout out to Ben Shapiro. Fuck you for that. Because no, no, liking content is not defeating the left. Getting a thumbs up on YouTube, one of the most leftist platforms on planet Earth, is not some major win against the left. And when you tell people that is all they have to do, they they self-pacify, right? They go, oh, well, Ben, ben Shapiro said all I have to do is like this content. We're defeating the left. These are people who will then not go out to school boards, will not right do anything. And look, bonus points to because I'm shitting all over the a different Daily Wire guy, uh, Matt Walsh, who was like, oh, OK, so this really isn't working. And then went down to a school board and was like, you guys should come with me uh, because good, you're doing something. But. Q is the do nothing. It is uh, well as, as long as we as long as we trust Q just a little bit more. Long as long as I get up and uh, and I I praise Q in the morning, then we're, what we're gonna get is uh, you know the satanic pedophiles that control the entire world are all gonna die in a horrible fire. I realize that keeps not happening, and that uh, you know Q said Trump was gonna win the election and and, and enact the the insurrection act, and, and we. Were, we were going to kill the lefties, but like, it's all part of the plan, bro. <laughs> this yeah, is and, inertia. And, and, and let's be honest. The, these are the kind of loudest people in the room that are the dumbest people in the room. And they were going to be useless no matter what. And, and that's when I see a movement like that. Anyway, I view that as all the more reason to go get involved and start walking them on the more, you know, uh, different targets and to be more effective. And, you know, it's really easy to do with groups like that, because when you have some esoteric secret group there, you know, these groups are always searching for something. They're always looking for that next document, that next thing or what the fuck ever. And all you have to do is keep feeding them a little bit, you know, a drip here and there. And if they feel like it's some kind of insider information, they're going to start consuming it because that's what they want. They're, you know, they want infotainment essentially. And so we have to go in there and we have to essentially, uh, route them away from the people that are going to give them infotainment heroin and start trying to actually, you know, multiply these people into something that is remotely effective. And if just, you know, two or three of those people go from, you know, being a, a, 
a following the Q post person to, oh, Ezra Watnick Cohen's Q and Jeff Prather said something about Ezra Watnick Cohen. And all of a sudden they sign up for Jeff Prather's Team America. And, and next thing you know, they're, you know, getting involved in election audits and, you know, surveillance of that kind of stuff. Guess what? That's a win. I'll take it. It may not be perfect, but I'll take those bodies that we weren't going to have, you know, uh, eventually. I, I uh, think you, you have a, uh, a recruiting a raw numbers problem here, right? Uh, and I am not sure that this is disputable. So by all means, dispute accordingly. Uh, what you what you will end up with is, and you see it already, is there is an eminent minority of people who are interested in getting up and doing something uh, are are being funneled from the uh, you know click like subscribe and share into go do whatever and, and i will grant at the moment it looks a lot better than i am going to make this out to be because there are people all over the country who are going to school board meetings and being like okay that's enough that's crap however you will end up with this eminent minority while the people you are opposing are recruiting 90 plus percent of the population of which 10 percent are more than happy to get up and be activists it and they, this is why I are... say specifically, never get caught in one narrative and one line. Like I said, you're absolutely right. It's a very small minority. Yes, we do want to control that minority. But this is why I say, like, Q is just one drop in the bucket. We should have a lure for every demographic and a hook for every demographic. And we should be trying to pull, you know, essentially the whole wider spectrum along with them. The question is, what, what markets to them? What gets them hooked and what gets them going? And, yeah. you know, you, and with that, you have to go off of inertia with what they're already into. Yeah. Well, so I, I agree entirely, right? I, I, you know, will happily cede the point that, uh, you know, you, you can't, uh, I've been say, saying this to people for years, you can't turn somebody 180 degrees and have them mm -hmm. do whatever it is you want them to do, but you can turn them 10 degrees and mm -hmm. get them going vaguely the direction that you want them to go. So you got to start with people who are already kind of facing the direction you want. This is, this is the kind of thing that uh, I get you know, stupid things when I say, you know, if there's a politician who wants to do something that sounds kind of like what you want, uh, then you can go write him a bunch of letters. You can have people call his office, send him emails, blah, blah, blah. And you can move him that 10 degrees and he will at least be closer to what you want. You can get wins that way, but you can't go to Nancy Pelosi and go, so what we need to do is start right-wing death squads because that's not going to happen, right? Yeah. And then the answers I get are, well, yeah, but like we should, well, what do you think? We're going to get like Diane Feinstein? Like, no, I don't think we're going to get the other person from the shittiest state in the country to suddenly decide that what we should do is uh, anything vaguely good for the country. No, you idiot. That said, though, uh, what we are doing, as far as I can tell, is establishing a pretty great way to lose while feeling good about it, right? Uh, if, if what you're going to do is, and the plan as it sits, right, you know, we... we if we were more effective at doing this, I think you'd be right, right? But as things stand, we're not. So at bare minimum, we, be, we had better get a lot better. Yeah, and this is, this is why I make the case of this is why we need to be getting better because, you know, if, you know, the right has this, as you say, the white, the, the white horse kind of syndrome, we want to focus, all, put all of our focus on one kind of demographic and hope that that's what kind of pushes us through. But if we have a hook and a lure for every kind of demographic out there and we can move every demographic 10 degrees, Okay, 10 degrees on every little demographic and every little group. All right. That's a long that's a lot when it all starts adding up. And 
that's the kind of mindset we have to get into instead of like, you know, just focusing on, you know, one little narrative, one little group that's going to come in to save the day. We need to start getting involved in, in the groups that, that we cringe at and we say, well, that's useless or what the fuck ever. Well, for me, I see a bunch of useless cutards. I'm like, that's where I need to be because those guys are going to be useless if someone doesn't at least move them 10 degrees over. Well, yeah. So I think a, a better example of what you're talking about and, equally an example that we need to keep in mind uh, because it demonstrates something else is black lives matter right now Mm -hmm. who are running around ripping apart everything to do with vaccine mandates because (laughs) some dumb hoe with a rap career went, well, I don't know if this is a good idea and more Mm -hmm. power to you. That's a thing. One, I don't have to be doing two is going to have Mm -hmm. the left fighting the left and three is a bunch of people who are going to take the casualties for us and i I don't mean that in Mm -hmm. literal bullets but look if blm uh goes in and you know causes a big enough problem that local pd who where they're talking about is overtly the enemy sorry local cops but I'm sure the two of you that are any good that are listening to this are like, Don, I'm not the enemy, but Mm -hmm. you know the rest of your station is. Then, you know, good, more power to them. I'm more than happy to just point that nuke that the left has created at the left. Good. On the other hand, one, they're not our friends. And dear right wing, please learn this. Please learn it now. They, BLM did not suddenly stop being a communist organization because they hate vaccine. Mm-hmm. There's still a bunch of commies. At sure. best, useful proxies if yes. walked onto to correct targets. And this is what I've been you know, talking to Tommy about since probably the first time we started podcasting is one of the most effective things we can be doing is walking the left onto their own targets. And, oh, yeah. you know, as one of my favorite uh, movies, uh, Rock Hudson to Brooke, 1967, you know, one of my favorite scenes in that in that movie is they have all these Jews oh, yeah. in German uniforms and everything. And you've seen the movie. All right. I'm surprised that a lot of people don't see that movie. And they crawl. They, they come in between, I think, some. Yeah. Some Italians and some Germans and they set up a mortar and they get them both shooting at each other. And then mm-hmm. they drive off like that's the most effect. Like when when most of the right isn't mobilized and ready to fight yet. The best thing we can do is take the people who are already ready to fight and get them fighting each other, right? Oh, yeah. If they're not on our side. And, and so, and, and while we're doing that, we also have to be preparing, you know, when, when we see a group like Q or what the fuck ever, as much as we want to cringe or whatever, we need to say, oh, well, there's prob- something the same way the left goes, that's problematic. You know, we need to get involved and start changing how they think. The problem with the right is we say that's problematic. That's gay and stupid. And I'm not going to engage with that. And then we lose. So, there, oh, no, so, so that, that's a different thing, right? Because I, I don't think we shouldn't engage with Q. Uh, I, I don't well, think. Q's just one example, but yeah. Right. But uh, there, there's a lot of these things, mm-hmm. right? Uh, there, there are things I don't think we should engage with because they are effectively lost. And. Uh, dear modern day smart right wing who is just a bunch of fucking commies that hate gay people i mean you we should not engage with you you people are fucking disastrous maybe if you you grow up one day and and stop being complete douchebags maybe there's some fertile ground there but generally speaking you people are retards uh to the point that you are detrimental uh as opposed to even useful but other than that uh most of this sit and do nothing kind of right wing nonsense uh, by all means, engage with these people insofar as like, uh, hey, so how's how's this working out? Are are we win- are you winning yet, son? Are you, you winning? <laughs> it- but every you know the the difference here 
is consistently and and i i have a a friend ish on uh you know that is a different content creator on youtube that uh opens every video with we are winning right and that i think is overtly a problem mm-hmm. because we're not complacency and, right there that's right <laughs> you know and i wouldn't care uh except that foolish me did something else which is to say read his comment section and found 50 60 people go it really makes me feel better every time q says we're winning and i went that's the that's problem. a problem and that is exactly the problem to to so two things um on the q message boards because as you guys know i love <laughs> spectating mm-hmm. There are actually two things, and it's one more and more frequently you're seeing posts about. I think we've been placated. Yep. The very fact that those posts are out there and they're not downvoted into oblivion, that's a win. The second thing mm-hmm. is there are people who also say, I'm not sure how much I buy into this whole Q thing, but it has opened my eyes to what's going on. Here's a video of me at my child's school board. That's a good thing. And to Nicki Minaj being a dumb hoe, she is. Uh, can the vaccine make your balls big? I don't know. I don't think that's true at all. So what is the problem with it? To me, it's BLM. Is, it doesn't make them any less of a communist organization. Yeah, I get that. What Nicki Minaj is doing is there is something that it's not about where are the lines being redrawn. She is showing a certain thing that like you can't be unshown and that she's saying Again, I as much as I talk shit about the vaccines, I don't think they can make your balls big. But what she is showing is that if you speak out against the party line, you will be viciously attacked. And if you question it, you'll be viciously attacked. That is something that she like the Q crowd being funneled into Prather. She is showing something to like it or not. One hundred and fifty million fucking people that follow her that, hey. And then she says, this is like communist China. You can't talk out. And if they, and what she say in her video, they're going to come after me so that everyone with a smaller platform than me will be scared to come out in the future. That's a good thing. And that, to me, that is a good thing. It's That is something that's not organization-based. That is just, she was showing some red pills. 1% of 1% of 1% of people might catch those red pills. Ooh. I'll take that win. I'll so take that win. don't don't uh, I realize that I am the perpetual downer in these discussions, but don't count your wins as losses. Right. So she is pissing off a lot more people than that. Right. Yeah. A lot more than one percent of one percent of one percent. Yeah. Right? The, the number of people who are, uh, you know, at least catching that maybe maybe they didn't really hate us yesterday outside of you can't speak out because make no mistake there. I follow a bunch of BLM stuff uh, in that same way of, you know, observing idiocy regularly. And, and these guys are, there are serious discussions among, uh, amongst these bunch of goddamn commies that go something like, you know, when we did have every corporation posting the BLM flag, you know, yeah. we, we did have, uh ju- we could do- we could just march through the streets with impunity and all of a sudden we're not on every news network what the hell is going on <laughs> i'll take that fucking win it's right it, i mean talk about and you know action and you know within one day right mm-hmm. it took people to get disillusioned mm-hmm. with q over four years to go to a school board within a day of a tweet she had a crowd of people marching at the cdc 
I mean, Mm -hmm. take that as you, but again, it's, I mean, and not only that, not only, and again, it's not the whole CDC, it's the very fact that she, the most important thing of all, because when you, when you make a stake on a, on a single topic, it's easy for that to get convoluted and, and, and uh, uh, watered down. But the very statement she made, right. You cannot talk out. And then what did she also say? You can't talk to someone from another party. If a Democrat tells you to put marbles up your ass, you put marbles up your ass. If a Republican says, hey, get out of the street, a bus is going to hit you. You better stand there and get hit by the damn bus. That just sort of objective lesson that she showed, like that's out in the ether now. Like that's not coming back. And people are seeing all these people coming out, you know, oh, this dumb bitch. Where's her? You know, where? What? I didn't know she was a molecular biologist. And. She's oh, going, what? I'm not allowed to question because I'm not a do- I'm not a nutritionist. But when I go to Walmart, I look on the back of it and I go, that's a lot of calories. I probably shouldn't eat that. That's, well, this, this so is... there are some good things coming out. Oh, of no, there, there's a lot of good. I things need fake tits and I need to be black. Yeah, let's I just need to be a VTuber. That's just I, the, that's the exactly. You no, know, you're right. You're right. Dude. There, yeah, I just need to become more... the hottest girl and just start yeah. reading like the Bill of Rights every day. Right. Uh, well, there, I'm a marketing more... genius. What can I say? <laughs> Yes, Titzel. That it's been working for me. What can Dude, I say? Amanda Amanda McCants, who is like one of the sexiest women ever. She's actually she's actually pretty funny, not even in a simp manner. She's actually she has some good videos, but she's also not fucking stupid. Every video What's she's just again? in like Amanda McCants, M C C I N T S. Every video just cleavage out, she's hot as fuck. She's like a Southern California girl. She is moderately funny, but she's fucking smart. Every single video, she's not dumb. She'll be like, these are the money makers. This is why I have YouTube subscribers. But it's also paying her and paying for her apartment. We need her to just be in a bikini every day and just reading out, reading the Nuremberg Code or the CDC published (laughs) adverse reactions from a vaccine, something that people don't give a fuck they're just watching anyway. I mean, full circle to MK Ultra. Let's start using some psychological tricks. Just be like, you know, or as Don was saying I, earlier, have every go time I see, and hand out flowers and say you have no balls or something like that. If That's we the key can, to marketing. Is man, marketing. we need to hack. <laughs> we need to hack Pornhub. So no matter what, we start Pavlovian Pavlovian training the world to every time they see tits, they also realize. You know, we need to put a banner up in front of every video and it says do you support vaccine mandates and you have to click out of it to see the video so now people are trained well i want sex and i don't want vaccine mandates <laughs> it's we, you know <laughs> i i am all for this my biggest i mean my no. biggest problem with this is a different lesson the right ought to learn uh and they're never going to at least as far as i can tell right the the left is more you know they they learned this at bare minimum in the 20s and by 20s i mean a century ago yeah that's right there there's that video from that uh, douchebag communist who was the head of the communist party in the united states talking about hollywood and he said i don't want a progressive movie i want a, a great movie that everyone watches with one drop of progressive propaganda oh yeah and oh, that's yeah. the principle that you're talking about here yeah. right so the the problem with this is that the right are massive purists right they mm-hmm. they just simply can't get over anything if you go this exact thing that you're talking about right so uh you know the this tyrannical vaccine mandate thing along with the vax passport is a thing that we should target and put a pop up on pornhub that says you want to rub one out but 
to be able to do that, you have to say you don't like vaccines, right? You have to that skin is, your vax pass. That is perfect for saying we will get people pissed off at vaccine passports, right? Just absolutely. You know, uh, we won't do it because in any way, this uses something the enemy already finds positive. And because of that, it's it's too terrible, right? So yeah, yeah. if you if you go out there and uh, I, I don't know, who's, pick any of the supposedly right wing tranny YouTubers who mostly are not right wing. Do you say uh, right wing tranny? Yeah, is that a thing? Uh, I've been, yeah, I'm they, I'm not allowed to be on YouTube. I don't know. Yeah, they're, they exist. <laughs> I'm on the outside, uh, just knocking on the window of the party. I'm like, what's going on in there? Yeah. Hey, you're uh, invited to the server. You just have to show up. <laughs> right. It, you're in there. So. Oh, yeah. Dumbass. Anyway, um, but um, take any of these people and instead of instructing them to hand out more of, you know, my right wing red pills, what we do is go, well, you shouldn't be a fucking train. Which yeah, yeah. is true. Yeah. You're just losing. You're, it's a. It's, but you know, I do point to that as like, I try to do it on here. And it's, I mean, Ken Clisby, right? I had him last week and he talks about that in his book, Willing Accomplices, about how they're like, no, we don't want a, a Marxist movie. They're like, we just want one thing in one mm-hmm. line about, you know, oh, the working man's not getting his fair share. I think I, for all people's criticism of him, I think Rogan does that very well. He'll do a thing with the doctor, you know, Pierre Corey talking about ivermectin and the suppression of alternative treatments, the higher uh, rate of efficacy of treating COVID. And then there will be 15 episodes with paleontologists, comedians and porn stars. And then he'll slip in another this, that. You know, he's talking to um, Mike Baker the other day, that that CIA guy. And he was, mm-hmm. you know, it's just like one 30 second clip in the three hour podcast. He goes, it's kind of weird about the boosters because remember originally they said you couldn't catch COVID and then they said, okay, you can catch it, but you can't spread it. And now they're saying, well, you can catch it and you can spread it, but you won't go to the hospital. And now people are going to the hospital. He goes, it's just, it's just weird. It's just, and then it goes back to the conversation. I think that's what you need. And you're right. There are people that are like, no, we cannot do this. We will not do a podcast with a porn. And it's like, shut the fuck up and just do what I interviewed the former head of penthouse last week. The day before I interviewed a physician talking about COVID just you just drop it in there just little sprinkles no time bits just roofle in just red have, pill have a flavor in. for everybody just and red pill roofle in you want to you want to talk about trend. how ridiculously bad this is is gotten uh for at least those of us who are not radical leftist lunatics go back and watch movies from the 90s right and this this is a thing that kills me because we get i get this from um let's say more vaguely i don't even know if right wing or conservative is the right word you play the pronoun game as you want not overt globalist communist whatever you want to call them people because my bar is really low on this uh just not those people good people and you see people who supposedly fall into that and they're like well you know i i am perfectly happy to watch communist utopia movie uh, I just want it to be good. And and that is the overt failure that we have, right? Mm-hmm. And unironically so. I, I need I need that hit of of uh feeling good in the movie. And look, I don't care if the opening scene is you should suck the dick bigot. That's that's fine. Just make it good after that. Like, ah, no, stop. <laughs> right. And that's and, how you get a generation of people who think that Obama is a liberal Democrat. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
it unironically is. You know, go go look at the left now. Uh, there, there was a, a radio host where I used to live that used to talk about this. Said, you know, Obama will be hated in the future because there's video of him eating hot dogs, mm-hmm. and that's true. You know, if we get around to this vegan eat the bug nonsense, then, well, despite that he did all of this stuff, he was a horrible person because he ate hot dogs. We all and, genocided animals back then. So we, we got to exactly. be erased from history and they got to they got to start from zero. Mm-hmm. New calendar. Mm-hmm. Maybe <laughs> that, we, maybe we need to start toppling statues so that toppling statues is associated with white males. Uh, it's sort of happening right now. Some kid threw a bunch of uh, paint on uh, that. Oh, yeah, the George Floyd, Floyd, yeah. Right? And it's, uh, look at what the white males are doing. And a bunch of the right is running around right now going, well, I thought this was okay. Like, guys, you don't... (laughs) There's there's no strategy here, is there? It's just, I want to poke fun at stuff and be popular. Now, is there a strategy in just in just chaos? Like, is there a strategy in just, well, maybe we can judo them into this and we have Nikki red pilling and well, is there an actual, is there a strategy order in out just, of chaos? Yeah. Is there, a, is there a strategy in just pulling all the strings and order not necessarily, yeah, not, <laughs> n- not necessarily caring which side it's for. Do you just poke holes in all of it and just so that, really that throw the board up in the air? That strategy is called accelerationism. Oh. Uh, and what it, Go go back and, and listen to Yuri, right? Because what you will find out very quickly is that Yuri will tell you almost instantly that, uh, yeah, that's all well and good, but what you are going to get is, uh, you know, the normalization, right? At mm-hmm. the end, there is either civil war or the commies roll in and take over everything, right? That's, that's what you get uh-huh. 100% of the time. Uh-huh. And so... You know, I, I get people's, you know, well, maybe if we can just get it to get the fire to burn fast enough, then we can at least get the, the horrible people too. like, well, yes, but understand that two that that two that you threw in there at the end, that means you first, just so yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah, I wonder, you know, and I've, I've thought about this more and more. Is there a point, though, maybe this is just philosophy. But one thing I've been thinking about more and more recently is like, like reading back at these guys in like the teens and twenties and thirties talking about like, it'll take 50 years and then we'll overthrow the West and, you know, do this and they they're doing all right. You know, I'll give credit where credit's due. <laughs> but the one thing you realize is you go in some of them, then there's like accounts later on and they're in their eighties and they're like, it's working. And then, but eventually anyone with their brain goes, well, where are they now? And it's, well, you know, he died. He was born in 1904. You go, and you read enough and you go, it all eventually just, it did just end. Like eventually you're not here anymore. There is a certain liberation in realizing that even if, even if Western values take back over, right. And communism's driven off our shores and fucking get rid of CRT and there's no more Antifa and BLM and there's, we get rid of censorship and China collapses. And, you know, we use fusion power to desalinate the world's oceans and we end uh, hunger and dehydration and malnutrition and we end all conflict and we develop faster than light travel. Oh, just, uh, uh. yeah. And then what? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Probably what I'm 31 now. I give or take probably live for another 30 to 50 years. And then what? Oh, and then you're dead. There is a certain liberation in realizing that even in the best case scenario, 
it all just ends. And there's there's some liberation in that. And someone might say, well, that doesn't matter because it's about what you stand for. That may be true. But even them arguing against me will eventually end with clinical brain death. There is a freedom in that and realizing that. I mean, we really are. And I don't mean because I don't like nihilism. I don't like the black bill. I think there is like positive nihilism where you realize it doesn't matter. And that's a good thing. Ultimately, we are. Yeah. If what you take from that is that the sacrifice in the moment is is acceptable, right? So it doesn't matter how much I, I argue with you on this podcast. Sure. Uh, we and uh, look, you know, we we have been, I, I would like to say, uh, pretty decent friends since he threw me in your basement and locked me to your radiator. Yeah, uh, but still there. You know, none of none of the immediate disagreement matters because we're forging something that hypothetically could matter. Right. You know, even even if, uh, you know, we we forge something that lasts for only a century, but that century uh, during that century, it does something good century. Right. Then then good. But what I find people take from what amounts to in the light of eternity, nothing matters is nihilism. Right. Yeah. And and I know that, you know, I'm not a nihilist. I don't like the black pill was in there. But generally speaking, you know, if I can't do something that changes literally everything and all the time, why bother is yeah. a much more common response. Yeah. Uh, and so it might sound dickish of a guy specifically with a pleb hat on to say that, you know, you can't sell this to the masses because it, it produces shitty results, but that's true. Yeah. <laughs> you know? That's exactly I mean, true. It's the fact of the matter is we can take that mindset, but the, at the end of the day, you know, all the KGB officers, they eventually get old and dies. Uh, you know, the Soviet Union collapses and suddenly, you know, Russian intelligence has to focus more closer to home than overseas in our backyard. But guess what? They already delivered the payload, as mm-hmm. Clisby would say. The mm-hmm. payload's already there and great power politics never ends. Geopolitics never ends. There's always another rival. And guess what? All it takes is Chinese intelligence to go, see what the Russians have been doing? We can just pick that up and run. Yeah. And, and and that is the problem probably and and this is this is going to seem ridiculous uh, and and i understand that but uh probably one of the scariest articles i've ever read in my life because it demonstrates this so well is the new york uh not the new york times time magazine has an article talking about how when medicare uh was first created in this country the the people who created it said uh privately behind closed doors look America will not, under any circumstance, we've tried, they will not accept socialized medicine. However, they like old people. And so if what we can do is create a system that is uh, socialized medicine, but only for old people, because we really need to take care of the old people, then we will teach Americans that socialized medicine is a good idea. And the people who came up with that idea are dead, absolutely gone. But what they were doing was living for a principle greater than themselves. And at the times of their death, in some of these cases, they went, it doesn't matter. I have made the impact. America is now talking about socialized medicine in a way other than this is socialism and we cannot have it. And that was the goal. Sure. They are fighting multi-generational warfare, willing to make small impacts uh, in in this fight so that the next generation can carry on. And I'm not going to kid you, we're not. Sure, sure. It's it's so, I, I'll, I'll touch on that nihilism point. 
is to me it has had the effect of of ultimately i'm just gone and it hasn't had the effect of what does it matter to me it's had the effect of the exact opposite i have moved to a multi-generational impact but it's less based on nationalism in america and rather i'm like when i'm gone one day if i can use this podcast directly by talking about it and indirectly by setting up like a uh, or donating to a research center that it will affect mental health care in the United States and maybe China takes over and then it will, but this, but the discovery will be made, you know, penicillin, whatever the discovery will be made. I look at it as well in, in 2000 years when no one remembers me or anyone related to me, but there is, but getting rid of depression is as easy as, you know, taking a, taking a Tylenol for a headache. And even though I'll never meet any of them, if there's someone that doesn't have to experience losing someone to suicide or worse yet, committing suicide, that is how I have changed in this to where I'm like, I love the United States and I always fight for freedom of speech and the right to bear arms and what the West stands for. But it hasn't had the black bill effect on me. It's had the I've switched my my long my long march through the institutions. Instead, I'm like, how can I change mental health care before I die? And will that affect people far off in the future that I'll never meet? That might be dirty communists, but maybe it's a dirty communist, innocent kid that got to deal with depression in a way that my brother didn't. To me, that's what's done for me. And then to also the second point is when you said, uh, you know, the irony of wearing a pleb hat and saying, but we can't say this to the masses because most people would be disillusioned. I'd have to respectfully disagree in that, you know, when I post cdc vaccine deaths on facebook and people say you're literally killing people with this misinformation and i say why and they say because you're tricking them into not getting the vaccine i say did i trick you and they say no and i say why not and they said i saw through your bullshit i say why can't other people see through the your that bullshit too they go they're not smart enough and i say i disagree they can and those who will will and those who won't won't and that's just that's just natural selection i think that I don't think we can write off the, the masses and say everyone will fall into a black veil because well, certainly I, not every. Well, so at some point, someone might have said that about me and then it hit me. And now I'm going, oh, I'm going to try to change healthcare. You know, a lot of people might be black pilled. That was inevitable. That was I think a lot of pe- I think they're smart enough to go. Nothing matters. Well, maybe we should try to do the right thing because nothing matters. And fuck. So That's my two they- cents. I agree with the Nicki Minaj premise. is a dumb hoe. Yes. I agree with the premise that there are going to be some people who come out of this idea and go, uh, well, maybe we ought to make some impact in the meantime. However, take, take a quick look around you. And by that, I don't mean, you know, talk to people you know. I, I mean, look at uh, the political landscape because that's where I spend all my time, right? The number of people who have in the past 30 years moved from there is a principle and we should engage with it to well it's all falling apart so i might as well get mine now is pretty massive Mm. right and that is the output of what you're talking about is none of this matters anyway right because uh you know in the end we're all gone so as long as none of this matters because we're all gone might as well get mine might as well sit on a bar stool drink watch sports because there's information paralysis and i don't know how to handle this exactly and and statistically I don't think the arguments on your side 
And while, you know, my based monarchist, wherever they might be, is like, yeah, but the only person you need to convince is the king. We don't have one of those. Mm-hmm. We, <laughs> you know, it, it yeah. turns out that even the king must have enough support to be able to continue doing what he's doing. Right. If, if the lords under the king all go, yeah, but it doesn't matter. So I might as well get mine. Then the king, too, is paralyzed. Mm-hmm. And the problem is you do need, uh, you know, that that support of the populace enough to get this done. And if you don't have it, then everything falls apart. And, it, you know, I say this and people go, yeah, but Don, we could just like force it to happen. And no, you can't. If you can't go anywhere without someone shooting at you, then you can't. No. Right. And that's I I don't care how powerful you are. Someone's going to shoot you eventually. Right. And and this is why there's a Pope mobile. Oh, Don, but the Pope isn't being assassinated. Well, look, no one wants to assassinate the Pope as much as they used to. So the Pope mobile is is just a, you know, it's a very populist Jesuit. Thanks, Operation Condor. Right. But, you know, this is the thing is. You know, you you can't just mandate it. There's not going to be the the wild point one percent that rises up and make us everything win, if every single thing is hostile to you, right? And this is a thing that we don't even see in warfare, right? When when Dale talks about, you know, you go into a city and the kids are gone, those kids aren't hostile to you. They just don't want to be there for the gunfight. And what you're seeing is them checking out of the fight. If on the other hand, every time you walk into a city, the kids don't disappear. They're just not standing on one corner because they're waiting for the ID to go off so they can all pull out AK-47s and start hosing you down. That's a very different scenario and the one that we're actually looking at. And to address the other point, the mentality of, hey, I'm going to develop this payload that can cure depression or whatever. And if I if I develop that, that's that's the mission. That's the goal. And and that's going to be out there forever. But we we have to keep in mind vigilance and vigilance to this, because at the end of the day, someone like Jeff Bezos is seeing that is like, wait a second, there's a way that I can make someone happy, you know, all going into all this Huxley and all that. There's a way that we can make people happy in the wage cage. Guess what? That that. It's a tool like anything yeah, else. No. And to someone with a sadistic mind or a control freak mind, they're looking at your tool that you think that you left there and it's going to help people. And they're looking at it. I can weaponize that. But well, with 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 that, my if I one or two points real quick, that is. But that's the same argument, though. Th- then why invent anything? Why yeah, invent any? Exactly. In, 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 that's analysis paralysis. Why should I invent this podcast? Someone might use it to. You know what I mean? It's it's so well, no, it's 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 knowing that you are inventing something that can be weaponized, and so you have to have the sword and the shield. You can't but just so, drop yeah. the payload. You have to be vigilant that your enemies are going to figure out yeah. how to use that too. Yeah, but I and could, you got to keep the fight up past could, the invention. I could, I could take these hoodies or these pleb hats and then take them to you know Skid Row during like a rainstorm and being like, "You guys really want some shelter? You want some warm clothes?" Like it's that 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 yeah. point can be made ad infinitum. Mm-hmm. But I want to say about the king is, you know you. Listen to Elon Musk on his like first interview with Rogan. He goes, you know, it might be a simulation. It might not. I don't think it really matters because we're all we're just still here. We're still experiencing this. And he goes, well, then why do you want to go amongst stars? And he goes, you know, like I might not live to see it. And I even if I do, I won't live to see us become like interstellar and intergalactic. But he goes, waking up in the morning and having something to work towards. Yeah. Gives life exactly. meaning. And he goes, that's beautiful to me. And so there's a guy that has all the money in the world who openly talks about how this probably is just a simulation and nothing means anything. And he's still going, waking up in the morning with a goal makes you feel good. Exactly. That's to me, that's 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 as close as you're going to get to convincing the king. A genius. Problem is you need a, you need to have 
a, a regime, a, a built up regiment, and you need to have discipline and self-motivation before you even get to that point, because otherwise that's how you end up with the average peasant going, well, nihilism. Well, so the thing with the black bill and the nihilism, though, is we're having these pro and these counter arguments about it is ultimately it doesn't matter what any of our arguments are, because anyone can sit down, meditate, look up at the night sky or look at a Hubble a space, scope, space telescope image and go, they can come to the same realization. So it doesn't even matter if we are pro or against it. It's it just is. People will learn it on their own. And they just so it doesn't matter what our opinions are on on the on the molecular but, structure of water. It's it's fucking water. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that's why what matters is can we develop a hook for each of these demographics to get them looking towards a higher goal that call, that reaches out to them and makes them want to get self-disciplined and self-motivated. Well, and behold what my content has become uh, because this in, in the world of serious irony, uh, in, in my opinion, you will, if the people that I, I spend all of my time worrying about uh, what they're doing, right. If they win, and you cure depression, the first thing that will happen is that they will get rid of that cure. Because depressed people are way more easily managed. Mm -hmm. Uh, They don't get up and do anything. They, they go to work and, you know, they live in, you know, my wage cage and what have you. And they are compliant. Right. So if you create uh, people who can take care of themselves, they don't like this idea of everything in their life being run just a little bit of capability to take care of yourself and you run in very quickly to well i would just start a business but it turns out i need a business license i need 47 Mm -hmm. inspections i need you know what the hell is all this and just that little bit one uh tends to cure depression because it turns out Mm -hmm. that you have something that you're living for but two also gets directly in the way of all of these people because these people need you not doing that. So I should have clarified what I believe when I say I cure for your depression. I don't mean, you know, you wake up every morning, you have to take your insulin or you have to take your, you know, you got to take your heroin so you don't go through withdrawals. Hmm. I should have clarified what I, I don't think it's going to be an SSRI. It's like the serotonin reuptake inhibitor. I don't think it's going to be an SSNRI, norepinephrine. I don't think it's going to be something like that. I think those are helpful. I look at more in the way of, wake up every morning, you have to take your heart medication. Well, now all you have to do is withhold the heart medication. I think depression is more along the lines of, I was on medication and I sought therapy. I got out of that rut mm-hmm. and now I don't need either of those. And I wake up every morning, I diet, I'm working out, I'm budgeting, I'm trying to build this podcast. I'm doing bigger and bigger things. I don't need to live with my parents. I do have Don in my basement, but that's regardless. That's some, you know, I, I have a team of lawyers, Don's mine. But to me, I look at it as is. I should have clarified is it's not a pill you take every day. It's a thing that you, you need that little bit of help. And once you pull yourself out of it, well, I mean, this is it, it's you become, I moved home being a Bernie supporter because I was depressed and fat as fuck. And I wanted everything given to me when yeah. I got mental health care and medication and mm-hmm. pulled myself out of that. I am now what I am now. And I'm screaming about communists. So I, it's not, it's more of a, I want a tool for people to be able to pull themselves out of it. And then you become what I am now. Um, well, why do I need this? Why do I need you to tell me this? Why do, so I should have clarified that. I don't think it's like a Xanax. I think it's a, uh, I want to yeah. find something that gives people that 
breathing room to get out of the cycle. This is, uh, I, I don't think that changes my point at all, though <laughs> I guess relevantly I should have. Uh, That'll make him want to ban it more. <laughs> exactly. But so then what's the point then? Don't not do anything because so they can't no no no, no 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 that's Very, why we're fighting <laughs> that's, yeah, right. I, I mean as as a guy that gets up and does stuff all the damn time uh you know i i am not here to tell you to do nothing in fact i am most notorious i think for saying do something do anything right because as it turns out uh you are but back in the day when we were all sold SSRIs and all that other kind of nonsense, right? What we were sold was, look, there are some people out there who their depression, their, their, you know, whatever their mental problem is, is so bad that you need a reset button. And that, that reset button needs to be a button. You push it and then it goes away in a minute, right? You know, you, uh, they, they have trained themselves so thoroughly into this nihilistic depressive nonsense that they're not getting out on their own so you you push that reset button and then you move them into therapy and then you have tommy's story right is this is the point and look it's not a horrific point it is a pretty good point but what we you know what you saw almost immediately is uh and (laughs) go go look into the dsm and you will very quickly find out that the right and good people who said no this this is a good idea we we should do that we're immediately told to shut up when they found out that xanax makes you compliant right and it does yeah Yeah. (laughs) so and and for every good therapist out there that's doing good work okay there are a lot of leftists that are going in there for social control to be commissars Mm -hmm. and to be the person that says well this guy's mentally unfit he's crazy he's nuts you know he's a right-wing extremist and so you just have to keep that in mind. This is why I'm saying it's like, sure. you know, you don't lay down and die. You understand that anything that the right invents is going to be weaponized and used by the left too. Mm-hmm. And sure. you have to be thinking, you know, three or four steps ahead and, how, and you need to be thinking how you're going to counter those weaponizations before you even release the weapon into the ecosystem. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it don't, you know, the analysis by paralysis was already brought up. Uh, don't be that person. Right. Yeah. Don't go. Okay, so I've got this idea. I do this is thing. The emotional this. reset yeah, button. Yeah, yeah. And then I I need to rabbit hole everything because look, you're you're not going to get everything. On the yeah. other hand, when uh, you know, and you sent me that book about white areas uh, aerial surveillance, and they talk about it at the end. Right. Is uh, so we we should be ahead of the game on this. We should be fighting what are going to be the abuses in the future, and that is exactly it. Right. So you know you've already got the weapon it already exists right and the government is already using it uh okay we should be having the the fight about what we're going to do with this as well as having created it and if you're not doing that you get what is literally happening right now which is and i wish i was making this up the fbi turned over to the prosecutor in the kyle rittenhouse case uh infrared footage taken from a drone and they only turned it over to the prosecution and nobody has any idea what's on it. And the defense is over there going, well, but like, I don't actually have this. You only sent it to me a couple of days ago and you didn't actually send me the footage. You sent uh, a place where I might be able to go get it. And this is the fight that should have been had as soon as white area aerial, uh, aerial surveillance started be becoming a thing. We're going to get a little bit of it with the Rittenhouse fight. Uh, Hopefully, if if his lawyers even know that. God bless Robert Barnes. Um, You know what I mean? (laughs) But this is this is the thing is 
is is a drone in the sky that can watch 40 square kilometers down to the capability where they can follow one individual person a badass thing on a battlefield that's saving american lives yes sure is it also being used right now to try and convict rittenhouse in probably absolute falsehoods yes uh and because we didn't also have the fight partly because no one was paying any real attention uh is that going to be a problem that we have to deal with now yes uh would we have been better off if someone started the fight to begin with instead of just being the various people that he talks to in that book who are like but it's awesome Uh, yeah yeah we we should have been having the fight we should and this this is i i will steal directly from stoli here sword and shield Uh you you had damn well had better uh be developing that shield as fast as you can because the same things that will get you out of depression will get you back motivated to do stuff imply very heavily what it is you need to depress people and keep them compliant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and this is kind of a, a BS argument on my point because it's, it would be impossible for you guys to defend it, but we're not taking into account well of all the people that get out of depression how many of them go on to do something society altering an Elon Musk, a Steve jobs, how many people climb out and do something. And now there are a thousand other things that the supposed future enemy would also have to quash. You might be able to overwhelm it by that. Okay. We found out this, this thing allows people to get out of depression. If we get them in this one month time window, then we can keep them depressed, but fuck a hundred guys just got out of depression well, fuck, now three of them are these like hardcore civil liberty guys or, you know, mm-hmm. one of them's a whistleblower in the military who's now fucking fighting against wide, wide areas. Well, fuck. And it's how many recovered able... alcoholics become workaholics. That's what I mean. Well, is, that's what there, we're there trying is to create. The, there is the possibility. And to me, it's the opposite of nihilism is and I'm not saying that that's what you said it was, is there are these sort of secondary and tertiary effects of well, this guy might fucking invent this thing that allows for this. And now all of a sudden we're going, huh? I mean, it's, you so get what I'm saying? Let's, let's distill down what my complaint is, right? Because it, you want to uh, come out of the basement. I know you do, but yes, not but happening. everyone has already told me I'm not going to be able to. So I just don't complain about that. Anymore. Okay, good. Uh, it is not that we create uh, a minority of people who, uh, go on to do incredibly great things because one, I think you're aiming too high uh, with that. Mm-hmm. I, I consider it an overt win. And, and I have this happen to me on a semi-regular basis. When someone emails me, sends me a DM on, on whatever social media and is like, you know what, man, I was listening to your content. And like, I was that guy who sat at home and, and drank and just didn't do anything. And you know what I did is I started going to the gym. Uh, and you know what I did is like, uh, I, I got, back to uh raising a kid that has good values like i don't need elon musk i need a million of those people yeah uh and i have no belief that i will create the next elon musk but i have a belief that i can create at least hundreds Mm -hmm. of the people who have that you know next generation mindset in mind who are going out uh teaching their kids to to be better people in every sense of the word and that is overt winning one, sure. we're going to get an ass ton more of those people than we are at Elon Musk, just because there can only ever be so many Musk. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, the question, uh, you know, my, my complaint, as it were, is if what we develop is one Elon Musk, 
uh, five of those guys, right? Five guys who go out of their way to create a better world, even in a rather small sense, right? Just their kids, just their neighbor, just whomever. Uh, and 94 people out of 100 that are overtly trying to destroy everything and rip everything down, then we need not so much to stop what we're doing. We need to turn that five into 50, right? Because if it's 50 of those guys and one Elon Musk, now it's a force to be reckoned with. Mm -hmm. And that is a thing that needs to happen. That, that, you know, if the intent here is, uh, look, I want people to be one more self-effacing because you need that, right? A lot of what I find with uh, people who are depressed and nihilistic is that they are not self-effacing. They know that they're shit, right? They, they will happily tell, oh, man, I'm, I'm fat. I'm lazy. I, you know, I don't take care of my kids. I, I'm a horrible person. And people look at that and they go, oh, they're self-effacing. No, they're not. They're just talking shit about themselves, right? Because self-effacing people go, okay, so what do we do about that? Mm-hmm. Right? You know, like, I'm fat. Okay, so maybe I shouldn't eat a cheeseburger every fucking meal. Who knew? Yeah. Uh, and turn that that nihilistic self-hatred into self-effacement and then get them to do better things and if if that is the you know one is my sole complaint with this then that seems like it should be doable how we do that i don't really know you know i i am actively trying but well if if, if, so if i if i may is you know i've from the from the get-go of this this idea i've had of pushing forward mental health and i want that to be my lasting legacy I've also kind of built in a fail safe and it's like, well, what if it doesn't happen and something and it doesn't work and then was everything for nothing? Well, no, my fail safe is, is at the very least I have video documented evidence of me starting above my parents' garage and moving forward with sobriety, with losing weight, with getting bigger and bigger guests, with increasing the quality of the podcast. To me, that will probably, what do you still got me here for? I know. Well, you're my property. (laughs) You're my property. That's why. Mm. Right. My bad. Ed. Yeah, it's it's. I forgive you. What I look at it is, is by doing this, I feel that along the the reality is is more so than any mental health effect I ever have on people through medication or research will probably be from someone going, "Oh, I was that fat loser," and then they can just they don't just hear I used to be this. You know, the rock's always like I had seven dollars in my pocket, and then you look at him now, and you're like, "Yeah, but you're 11 feet tall, and you have 12 abs." Like, right. you're not real. <laughs> Versus what I have done is now 585 episodes of sort of narrating my crawl out of that hole. That will probably have more of an effect than any pill ever will, because I have, like you said, probably not as much as you, but I have had people say, "Like, dude, your persistence has driven me to like." I clean I now I clean my room instead of like letting wrappers like pile up. That's mm-hmm. more of an effect than any grandiose medication will. People that go, you know, at the you know, some of the best ones are, you know, you've at least shown me to at least keep an open mind, even if Tommy, I think you're too sympathetic to these like dirty communists sometimes. To me, I'm like, that's a win. If someone went, maybe I'll hear out someone else's argument. To me, that is a win. And the reality is, it's probably far greater than any mental health legacy. I'll leave is people going, well, look at that fat idiot did podcasts. And look, he went from there to there to there. I mean, Don got home, I changed, changed my liquor store shirt. So Don and I can talk about Nazis like to now it's like, no, I turned this into a job. Like that will probably have more an effect on anyone's life than like, Oh, so okay. Okay. The, I can do this. The, the follow on effects of this are also a thing that are worth noting. Right. And, and so when I, you know, I, I, 
concentrate on numbers because I don't like losing. And the winning here is going to come numerically, whether anybody likes it or not. You know, it's pretty clear that uh, having people who can take care of themselves are self-reliant at all uh, stops a lot of this, right? The depression, the communism, the nonsense, right? Um, All of it goes away the more self-reliant of a populace you have. And so while at the moment, right, uh, I am let's say displeased if we are creating that one five and 94 right but the flip side of this is is teach these people as best you can to carry that on right because i am one guy end result i will never be more than one person if i am more than one person it's because i got drawn and quartered and you're trying to play a technicality Uh, and at that point i'm not particularly useful anymore so i'm one guy and sure, you know, the, oh, Don, but you're one guy with a platform. Yes. And for every person that listens to me, there are 40,000 who listen to that idiot Sam Harris. And uh, if you like Sam Harris, then uh, fuck you. But still, there are, you know, orders of magnitude more people. However, for everyone that listens to me, if I can A, teach them to be something better as they are, and B, teach them to propagate this, maybe I do only convince a thousand people. 1500 right but in two generations of this and let's say they all convince one or two right we went from dawn to 1500 to three to five thousand right so yes there will be follow-on effects to this hopefully uh no it does not look good right now but don't again don't count your wins as losses don't also count your losses as wins both things that i think we all do uh consistently so am i happy that maybe a hundred people over the course of five years have uh you know emailed me and been or you know gotten a hold of me and been like don you really changed my life yes overtly yes right there and for everybody who is sitting there listening to this going Oh, you know, Tommy's done that for me, but like, it really doesn't matter. It does. First of all, it's probably the most motivating thing that you can ever get as a content creator is someone who emails you. And it's like, you know, you really made an impact here is like, yes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That that's what, that's what the wins are is. And again, despite all my talking about, we can do this and be better here. And the reality is this is it's not who I'm interviewing. It's some people just because I know I've been there. Some people just need to see someone that, I mean, what do I say? Every morning I wake up, I make my bed, I put on clothes, I go to the gym, I come back, cold shower, meditate this. At the very least, regardless of what I'm talking about, I am showing that, hey, this cycle is what's pulled me out of depression and allowed me to, I mean, once I finally got here, like to the point where I could pay for my own apartment, the first thing I did, and I'll keep them private, the first thing I did was help out my best friend of 20 plus years because I knew he was also horribly depressed. And once I was able to take care of my, I literally, instead of like, Hey, we'll call him Bob. Hey, Bob, I'm going to, I'm going to come up with a medication that's going to help. You know, the first thing I, when I was like on my own and I'm like, it's working is I called him up and I was like, look, dude, I was in your spot. I was living at home too. I was drinking. I was overweight and I felt pathetic, but now you know me and look by working every day, I did this. I think we can get you on that path too. He is now doing, and I won't, again, to disclose him, he is now doing worlds better, and that may only be one person, but to me, that has shown something. I took care of myself in a very realistic way, and once I got to a point that I could then start to take care of other people, and even if it's one other person, 
That means more than any grandiose ninth generational dick cheese warfare. No, it's just, hey, take care of yourself. Develop good habits. Mm -hmm. You're going to fall off the wagon sometimes. You got to get back up and keep working forward. You come across hurdles like getting banned from YouTube. But (laughs) if you just keep doing little good things, you can help out others and I think what you're saying, Don, is it, that is what it is. That's more than anything. Someone going, hey, man, you inspired me to fucking start going to the gym more often. I'm not going to be a bodybuilder, but I am, you know, I feel better about myself. And now I, you know, I'm there to teach my son lessons. That is a trillion times more than any motivational video on YouTube where it's like, you got to pull yourself up in the morning. And then there's a clip of Rocky and it's, you know, you say, oh, you go, it's about all that's great and it's vanishing though it's like crack you take a hit and then two seconds later it's gone versus someone that is actually they've changed from i don't drink every night now i go to the gym that is i mean what truly i mean i know we're fighting like a global communist coup but in a much more realistic fashion in the grand scheme of staring into eternity and where nothing seems to matter and you got one person to have a less shitty life i mean what truly like what more do you like like that is the most satisfying like you know what i didn't stop the commies but bill over there is a better dad fuck it i left this world a better place that's all you really can do and that goes on to expand and help more people the same way don's 1500 will expand and then we get back to the question of say like how do we talk to more people and expand to 1500 it's really great for every person that we can have a straightforward conversation with and help with is awesome But, you know, then we get back into, well, how do we talk to these people that, you know, aren't quite there and they need help anyway? And a lot of these people are going to be defensive and they're not going to want help or or whatever. And and it all comes down to we've all had to trick someone into thinking our idea is their idea. Right. Because that's the only way it's going to get done. Right. So to to use the Q-tards as an example again. Right. First, I'm not going to call them Q-tards. I'm going to to say, right. You're going, we can't offend them. These retards. But but let's say, let's say my goal is to, is to take a group of Q folks and get some of them watching Don's channel or your channel. Right. What I'm going to do is I'm going to lurk. I'm going to watch their language. I'm going to study their language and their rhetoric. I'm going to learn their language. All right. And I'm going to talk to them as if I am one of them. And I'm not going to say, here's this Don the Pleb channel. Here's Tommy's channel. These guys are incredibly based and everything you know is retarded and wrong. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, it's a little bit subversive, but this is how deprogramming works is I'm going to take them through my journey of I'm a Q guy. I believe in their stuff. I'm going to present you guys as, well, I don't think they're quite Q build yet, but you know, they got heart and I'm going to go down that direction with them. And, And what's going to happen over time is some of them are going to come around with me on my journey and the people that are trying to control that narrative, the people that you're going to be fighting against, you know, the same kind of people that at, say like a leftist protest, when some journalist is trying to interview the protester, the handler, the commissar comes over and stops them from talking. Those mm-hmm. people are going to identify themselves really quickly as they see people coming along your journey. And so then, you know, these are the, the, the controllers, the handlers. These are the people we have to separate those that are willing to walk away from, and we have to start engineering that movement. And, and that's the really subtle way to walk things on is we have to, you know, instead of just mocking, mocking your enemy is great. But if you're trying to work a proxy, if you're trying to walk thing. a proxy onto a target, right, you have to learn their language, you have to learn their rhetoric, you have to present yourself as one of them. It's like, you know, read into what the, the Celis scouts did in Rhodesia, like, you know, this was, you know, and, and across border and stuff, this is the kind of stuff you have to do, if you want to get really good at, at essentially 
moving those other groups that 10 or 20 degrees. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's, it's, I mean, the vaccine is the perfect kind of microcosm of that. I didn't get the vaccine. Fuck you. Inverse. I got the vaccine. I mean, I hope it works out for you, man. You know, so did my brothers. I didn't get it. I didn't want it. Who's on your side? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Who's on, it's, that's all. That's all you really have to do. And, you know, or you, or you even just kind of go a little more subversive and you, you clip out the bit from this episode and go, they're covering what people don't want. The satanic pedophiles. They're burning kids in the wood on crosses. Q is real. Trust the plan. Donald Trump's mm-hmm. in charge. Biden is wearing a skin mask. He's actually a robot developed by DARPA. And then, you know, and then they get sucked into the whole motivational talk at the end. Mm-hmm. Well, so, um, yes. Or we just start. <laughs> so I. Don's like these I, fucking schizophrenics I do podcasts with. Right. Well, th- this is this is the thing that I. I two things I think get in our way. One, uh, Stoli is entirely correct, right? You You need to learn who it is that you're dealing with. And. Boy, is there a problem with this, which is to say that uh, I don't think the right has any idea what the left is, right? Uh, and, and I know that's an unpopular thing to say. Darn, there's all these, these studies about the right knows what the left thinks. No, the right knows what the left will say. Mm-hmm. Right? And they know to a T what the left will say. On the other hand, the right would not think what the right finds is hypocrisy in the left was a big deal or hypocrisy if they understood the left and I I consistently trying to explain this to people who don't think overt commies taking over the whole country is a good idea. And they go, yeah, no, but we already know who they are. I go, but you, you don't. And this goes to the other thing, subordinate your damn ego, right? Which I know, Oh, Don, but you're, you're such an egotistical dickhead. I'm sure all of you, you know, Oh, you think you know better than everyone on the right. I can hear the complaints already. Well, one of us goes, uh, the rights, uh, you know, the left is being a bunch of hypocrites and we don't, you know, really understand how they get away with this. And the other one goes, but they're not being hypocrites, right? They don't, uh, to the point that you know, this is what gets me called a prophet is that the left is going to do this. They are, it's, it's going to be five or 10 degrees different, but this is going to be the through line. And people go, well, how'd you know? And I mean, well, be, because they, they don't think like you think. Right? They don't think that if yesterday I hated the corporations, uh, I need to hate the corporations today. They, yeah. they want, you know, the, the things that you don't think they want, they want, right? Yeah. And you need to understand that these people are indeed what you would any day of the week call bad people. And it's not just some disagreement on, you know, what the right tax numbers are. It is that everything that you hold dear, they hate. And they want you destroyed. And so uh, what, this, this is why Nicki Minaj, dumb hoe that she is, won't be your friend. No. Right? Because the, she still hates everything that you are. She's just pissed off at part of the left right now. Yeah. So let her be pissed off. Let her, let her be destructive to her own and do what you can to promote that. But don't bring her home for, you know, dinner and a movie. That's not a good idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you, no, you're right. Unless you have a really good target to walk her onto, and you think you can do it, then yeah, wine and dine away. But yeah, you know, go go for it. Yeah, no, but it's uh, it's uh, no, it's there's like a it's like a form of like techia, right? It's like, what do you? I can't believe Hitler's having me executed for not fall, carrying out Operation Barbar- Barbarossa. You're really you're surprised the guy 
that's burning millions of people isn't an upstanding guy who's you know he rubs your back when you rub his it's so yeah it's you know it isn't it crazy how conspiracy theories have just been right for the last two years no they're using this it's not about a virus it's about a mechanism of control so they can beat you over the head and then we're not doing it i'm not touching you. i'm not touching you you just can't participate in society unless you take the vaccine that's nothing to how do you know that? It's just look at what they're doing. Stop listening yeah. to what they're saying. I hate corporations today. Hey, trust the science tomorrow. No, if they're taking where, where's what, the science come from? Yeah, Pfizer. If they're, <laughs> yeah, if they're going, if they're walking in a direction down a sidewalk and they take left step, right step, left step, right step, and you're going, yeah, they're walking towards that mailbox. And but they keep telling you, no, we're walking on the lawn today. We're walking on the street today. And then Don the Prophet's going, no, they're walking towards the mailbox. How do you know? Just look at what they're fucking doing. All right. It has nothing to do with left, right, up, down. Where are they going? If they're going towards smashing everyone over, if they can't do it through censorship, well, they did it through censorship. So what's the next step? Physically remove you from your job. Take the yeah. death jab or you can't do it. You're anti-science. Yeah. That's what it is. And it's marching in that direction. And really, you just, I don't know, just kind of what David said is show them the friends, show them that. Be like, yeah, that is crazy. I can't believe they banned Nicki Minaj. Can you believe that they're also banning this black YouTuber? Don't bring into the fact that it's like a, a Republican YouTuber. Just kind of judo. Just move in that direction. Well, and that's and, why it's like technically it's uh, this is why I wouldn't actually use Don to throw to a Q crowd. And this is why I would throw Jeffrey because Jeffrey's already, you know, he's he's ready to he's the perfect fit for that crowd anyway. Well, and but th- that's that's what it's all about. It's about to, finding different to, hooks for different I gotta, people. I got to pee real quick. But with that note is by having on the variety of guests I do. To me, I'm just throwing that many more potential mm-hmm. like streams into the pool because now you can take it. It doesn't even have to be this guy's not quite cupilled. No, you can literally go. This guy worked on a nuclear submarine. That's neat. And you slip it in there. And then partway through, maybe they go, I like this podcast. And they subscribe. And then they're getting the Don the Pleb, you know, payload in their ass. And they're like, man, I started <laughs> watching this podcast because they're talking about nuclear subs. But now I'm at a school board meeting. What the fuck happened? But that's the way you go is truly hooks in every direction. And eventually it will bring you home to Don the Pleb screaming about the communist takeover. <laughs> it, it all, it, it all, the rabbit holes all empty out into the same cavern. And it's so, Don screaming. Well, yes, probably. Um, so there, this is the thing that I think is going to piss a lot of people off because I, I don't, I don't think people like it. Uh, I, Nicki I Minaj's people, tits real? Probably no. Yeah, um, I think so. But I, I've been telling people for years, you know, find something. Uh, you know, how do how do Don? How do I convert? You know, change the mind of all these people in my life. Convert them over to you know giving a damn. And I, I keep telling them find something that is emotional for them, right? Because you're you're not dealing with rational reasoning with the vast majority of these people anyone who screams trust the science in your face you are not dealing with a rational response right Mm -hmm. and you don't have to like that but you know it's true and so when i say go find something emotional people because the first way that most of us relate to anybody else is through ourself people go well this was emotional for me and that is wrong Right. When that moment where you realized whatever is terrible, you know, whatever impending doom or whatever it is, that is not an emotional response for other people. However, when when fake titties, dumb ho rapper got shit on by the general public, that was emotional for a lot of these people. And by a lot, I mean, look at the giant numbers of people who are like, but my girl, 
right? That's not her girl. That doesn't make any sense to you. You probably are like, well, yeah, but when my brother got shit on, like I had a similar reaction. Yes, Queen yes. Slay. Thank you, yeah. right wing. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. And and you need to understand that those things that you you have an emotional attachment to, those things that for you were were big movers and how you're thinking are not the people you're talking to. Right. Nicki Minaj getting shut down on social media or being yelled at by the federal uh, federal government is an emotional moment for a bunch of people that you probably think are retards. And you're right. I'm not here to argue with you. They're retards. That's nice. But that's the kind of emotional moment that you need. That's the moment where someone goes, oh, I'm breaking the emotional reasoning that I've had thus far because something else more important. Yes, that something is a rap star. I don't care if you like that or not. But it's more something important. more important to me came by and said, this is a problem. Right. And in that moment, you have some capability to work with that person. Now, this is going to sound ridiculous, right? Because there are half of you who are like, Don, these people will send their own mother to jail. And you're right. They will. Yeah. But if Nicki Minaj gets told no, now they're upset. Yeah. Now it, there yeah. is some space to work. Yeah. Take, take it, take it as it is. It's a, uh... Man, it, it, that's got to start you. It's, that's got to get you thinking. How would we develop the single most, the omnipotent apex of all emotional tugs? Right. I mean, it have to be like it have to be like a deep fake, like transgendered, uh, bisexual, wheelchair bound, wheelchair bound, <laughs> half furry, it, half. It's much simpler than that. We just need footage of the Australians executing dogs. Yeah, we all we need is dog footage genocide. And, no, and I that, wouldn't say that. And that's Donald, how we. Donald, that's, Donald Trump made it in America for the first time that it's a felony to. Uh, it's a federal a federal offense to abuse animals. It, they didn't give it. First a shit. off, this didn't happen in America. It happened in Australia. It's, Second off, it could be a deep fake. We can't I count on the puppies. I we can't count on the. We need to motivate women to no balls men. And so the, the, there needs to be footage of I, the I realized dying. as I was saying this, I'm like, we just need the ultimate emotional heartstring thing to. T- and as I was Kill saying, all it, the dogs. No, as I was saying, <laughs> I was like, we need. And then it dawned on me. I was like, we need a, a short white girl with blue eyes and pigtails. Fucking Greta. And I was like, they beat me to it. Yep. yep. I got to pee. Some well, people they- have been doing this game a while. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah that, it, that this is another thing uh respect respect the game that they have you, you don't have to respect the left you don't have to respect these overt commie nonsense motherfuckers but respect the game that they have because they do and it mm-hmm. if you don't th- this is the kind of thing oh man the left eats its own and then when i start asking people about the left eating their own all of a sudden it becomes pretty clear that the left is not eating their own Right. Which is why I overtly just say the left doesn't eat their own. Right. And the right does. Oh, no, Don, the the right doesn't do this. We take active Mm -hmm. political figures. We take active entertainment figures and we rip them to pieces. Right. And the left will find Nancy Pelosi drunk, 95 years old, having already done a century worth of damage to the country and go, okay, it's time to get rid of you. And then we all clap like seals and go, the left eats their own. Yeah, the people they're eating were never going to be on their side at the end of the day anyway. And, you know, it's a very absurd thing to, to have to explain to people because they... We want to believe that's true because we want to, as you were saying earlier, we want to start every video with we're winning and this is how, and it's just not quite true. Indeed. And this is, 
you know, the, this is the problem is, is I, it's easy to facially say, uh, you know, it, everything, you know, is a lie. Right. And for a lot of people who, who get into what is going on that we're talking about in general here, they, they very quickly come to that being true. And then when you start pushing them on things that they accept most of their lives, right. The left eats their own. Right. Well, but they do. Well, but they don't. Right. You know, yes, Barack Obama will be hated one day, but he will be dead by that day. They're not destroying mm-hmm. something that is actively pushing for them. They're destroying someone who's been dead for 50 years. Who cares? Mm-hmm. And, and this is why, like, you know, when you look at the NatSec de- uh, Dem generation, Brookings, you know, your Susan Hennessy's, your Benjamin Witts and, and all these kinds of people, you know, these are the people that, you know, remember like Clisby's book and whatever. They will never admit that they like socialism or communism. They will pretend that AOC doesn't exist because they come from an era where you if you're good, it's OK to be a socialist as long as you call it anything but socialism and the the far left wing folks respect this uh, you know this is has just always been tradecraft and while you know some of the older people look at AOC saying the loud part you know I'm sorry the quiet part <laughs> out loud and go that's fucking retarded well you know what uh, you know, I'm, correct in private, praise in public. You know, I'm, you don't see them. You know, turning knives on each other. On that note, what what came of uh, what came of? I saw Dawn's tweet like last week, where it was like Pelosi saying the, the quiet part out loud. <laughs> was that just this? Was, was the that Obama? Yeah. Was that just? A, I mean, I hate to be the boomer. Say it was all Obama, because to me, that's thanks Obama. As, to me, that's just as bad as Q. If Trump's still in charge. What was that just like a was that just a slip or <laughs> the Obama plan? Well, that, that was I mean, that, that is exactly what I, I threw out there is. Is she saying the quite, the quite, quite part, part out, loud. out loud or mm-hmm. is she just crazy? Right. And the, the problem being somewhat that, you know, if you don't think Obama is still involved, right, whether or not he is the, the massive string pulling conspiracy theory, blah, 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 doesn't really matter. The man is involved. He Very still has clear. clout. <laughs> right. You know, he is probably their single greatest accomplishment in the past 50 years, by far. Uh, and so that, that guy didn't get turned away from anything when he walked out of the White House. That, that guy can still walk into, you know, any, any left-wing powerhouse and just and hand down show. dictates, uh, regardless of whether or not they listen to everything. Um, however, do I... Do I think that he is the spider at the center of the web that is pulling all of the strings? No, uh, that's well, not how never the left was. works. <laughs> right. That's that's not how the left works, and it's never like think more terrorist cells, less king. All right, yeah. and he might be a big one, but he's still not the king. And him and Hillary hate each other just as much as everyone else does. They just praise in public, correct in private. Yeah. And they are, they're very aware, right? Like, you know, uh, dear, dear Secret Service, I'm not saying to do this, but if Obama was assassinated tomorrow, the left would not suddenly give up and go away. Yeah. It, listen, it listen Bin Laden left standing orders, okay, that Biden will never get assassinated. Obama was with them from day one. They, they're, they're, they're made men. They're fine. <laughs> yeah, that was, that is weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is, that is weird, right? Never assassinate them. But I mean, it was, no stupid thought i'm retarded um yeah i just so the the director of the national institutes of health just stepped down mm-hmm. i guess not just stepped down sometime Yesterday, today i think all right well fuck you 
but that's kind of that's interesting i guess well so th- this is another thing uh th- this goes straight to don't count your losses as wins um the the guy that is and i don't know how the right hasn't learned this yet right uh so we want general milley fired uh okay then what right because if you fire general milley here's what's going to happen he is going to he's going to get a job at brookings (laughs) right he's going to go to the brookings institute and what he is going to do is give speeches uh, that is mostly for money laundering purposes for paying mm-hmm. him as a retirement uh, $100,000 an hour. And he's going to go out and talk about uh, how the the terrible right wing in this country with all their white rage are the people who had him removed from uh, his, his capability to serve this country. And if only we had managed that white rage a little bit better, then he could still be out there doing good things for the country. And he will be a recruiting tool. You want to do something with Millie? That's, where they, that's exactly what stuff. happened to Vindman. Is, yeah. I, I forget if it's Brookings or Lawfare, but they're the same fucking organization, just different names, right. um, you know, and that's where he went. And you know what? He didn't get thrown in the brig. OK, nothing ever happened to him. He got a cushy job at the same places. All the other Obama administration, when when the Obama administration went out of power, they went to Brookings and went places like Brookings. That was their golden parachute. And that was just like them on on paid vacation leave for the entire term uh, of, you know, Trump's presidency. And then they're back in. Suddenly, as soon as Biden gets elected, Susan Hennessy leaves Brookings in lawfare, goes into some, goes back to DOJ. Clapper, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Lied to Congress. Yep. (laughs) Overtly. Not kind of, not maybe, not, you know, well, he sort of is a little white lie, sort of sidestep. No, no, no. He went, uh, yeah, we're not capturing any of that American crap. That guy lost being the head of the CIA, moved over to being a commentator for CNN in about 0.1 seconds. Mm-hmm. Oh boy, we really destroyed that guy. If you believe for a minute that he doesn't have sway in the intel community, you're mm-hmm. wrong, right? <laughs> he, is, he is still just doing what he was doing. And if you want to cause a problem for these people, stop letting them shuffle their pieces around the board so they're still useful. Take that moron clapper and send him over to Gitmo. All right. Yeah. And it's the like same the- thing will happen with, you know, with Millie and Clapper and all that stuff, because we, we've seen it happen before. And, and the fact of the matter is, as long as, you know, I don't know if Sarah Isger is still in this position. I think she might have gone probably with the rest of the uh, Obama guys are right back in power. But Sarah Isger, if I'm not mistaken, was a DOJ senior executive service. And a- as she was collecting that paycheck. She was working and she's a supposed Republican, but, we, you know, we know that means rhino. But she was one of the people working in the back end of CNN facilitating all of these spooks coming out of the intelligence agency and in the media. And, uh, you know, it, it, there there's nothing other to call that than fascism. You know, I, that's all I, the senior executive wish... does is sits around and says, how can we make corporate policy and state policy look the same? That's I, all they do. I wish George Carlin and Bill Hicks were still alive. If you remember Operation, you know, remember uh, Mockingbird? Yeah, mm-hmm. we don't even do that anymore. We just take the heads and we just put them in the studio. And they're like, and, mm-hmm. we're, and we're here with James Clapper. And he's like, listen, there's no, there's no puppets. There's no, they're taking dictation from here. And Anderson Cooper is part of Mockingbird. No, they just go. We are one step away from just the news cameras being at the NSA headquarters and them just being like, this is what's happening. Are, are we? 
Do we know that's not already? That's happening? actually that's called Al Jazeera and <laughs> Doha right? Station. Oh Jesus! <laughs> because if if I remember correctly, it was General Electric and basically a bunch of NSA contractors who went over to Doha and set them up in NSA. Yeah, I, I mean, I mean, at what point are we killed because we're suspected deep state? At what point do any of our unhinged listeners <laughs> murder us thinking that? We're we're misinformation agents. Well, well, welcome to the problem, right? Because so so much of <laughs> we're all feds this, on the internet. <laughs> exactly, man. You have no idea how many people I've had come to me have been like, "You're a fed," and I'm like, "Really? I am a fed." If I am, I am not getting paid. Right. First of all, I I need those fed bucks. So, federal government, you owe me a lot of money. Yeah. But people, the the people who are opposing, and, and make no mistake. You know, there's some good reason for this, but the people who are opposing what is going on are often some of the most paranoid people on earth. So like someone decided I took down a stream of me at January 6th and that was enough. I, I had a 30 comment thread in uh, my comment section that was like, Dawn's a fed and we know because of all these reasons. And uh, basically it all came down to, there was this stream and he took it down. So I just linked the stream and went, I took this down. But you know what? Who knows how many people saw that I was a fed? Who knows? I liked when you took a break and they came out and they were like, he's been recalled to HQ. <laughs> oh, my oh yeah. I, I I had people reach out to me when you were like an unscheduled break and people are like, what's going on with Dawn? And I'm like, yeah. what do you mean? And they're like, just watch this video. And I was like, I, I'll do you one better. Dawn, what's going on, buddy? Uh, man, I've, I've been sick and I think I just need to take a break. I'm really tired from it all. Yeah, I get you. Where's Dawn? Uh, here's a screenshot. Don said he's sick and he's taking a tire break. <laughs> uh, you know when I do that too? Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's what's going on. Really? Yeah. I I literally just... T- Is that a normal thing to take a break from streaming every day? Yeah. You get really tired. What? You have never taken a day off work? Whoever yeah. you are that's... Yeah. They're like, to... what do you mean? You didn't show up to work on Saturday. Are you a fed? Right. Saturday. <laughs> and, <laughs> but this is unironically how it is. I know. Right? I know. Mm-hmm. Like that. There is a whole subsection of the internet, I found out, dedicated to the idea that I am a Fed. And I was like, really? I mean, at uh, least at least really? you have at least you have that much of a following. I don't even get people overtly calling me a Fed because th- no one cares enough. If people were getting <laughs> together and saying you're a Fed, at least I'd be like, so you watch the program. Right. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. <laughs> you know, yeah. there is there is not just about anyone that I've ever tried to explain what the senior executive service is. It has not looked me in the face and just been like, so what agency do you work for? Like, how could you notice? Like, it's not hard to figure out how government works. Like, you know, there's a plum book. There's, you know, they publish stuff and you can read these. As Alex Jones would say, you could read documents. And of course, that would understand that would require you to understand all of the euphemisms that government, you know, uses for things. But, you know, once you kind of get that down, you can pretty much figure out. How a, how a command and control structure works, how the hierarchy works, who answers to who, you know, how this person says some very vague policy uh, translates in someone else going, holy shit, I got the green light to go full balls, retard socialism over here. You know, it's, it's not hard to figure out. But, you know, I tell one person, hey, there's the senior executive service that, that, that they're not elected. There's nothing in our Constitution that says they should exist. And the first thing I get is, well, so clearly you're CIA because you know about them. Oh <laughs> it's, it's like when people ask, they're like, well, you know, well, then Tommy, how do you get all these guests? And I'm like, I, I tell everyone the secret. All right. A little, little fucking inside baseball here. 
you go to your search engine of choice and you enter their name and then you mm. enter contact information. And you'll often find an email. What if it's a what if it's a company with multiple emails? Find all of them, customer service, PR, Our blah, blah, emailing. blah. And then you copy and paste a message where you say, hey, I have a podcast where I talk to a lot of people about all different things. Would you be so kind to come on here? And sometimes they say yes, and sometimes they don't. So yeah, yeah. for every, how come you got this guy? Well, for every person you're seeing, you're not seeing, how come you didn't get Henry Kissinger? Because he won't respond to my emails. But if I did get him, my response would be Henry Kissinger contact information. Right. That's well, it. And That's it. This is uh, part, part of this to absolutely piss off people uh, is, is elite theory is popular and not for no reason, right? There, there are good reasons to listen to this. On the other hand, the implication of what you're doing is that at least some of these elites are touchable, right? The general <laughs> populace can talk to them as opposed to they literally not figuratively live in ivory towers with guards who and they'll never talk to anybody and blah 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 and that's just a misunderstanding of human beings but it's where we are right oh my god how could you possibly get a hold of this guy well like i emailed him and he said sure turns out life isn't high school clicks right (laughs) who knew but that's it's where we are now, mm-hmm. now, Dick Cheney might actually be in an ivory bunker. Like, well, I'll yeah. concede, I'll concede that point. With but it's, three hearts and four lungs, it's yeah. it's yeah, it's that. But it's also, I don't. I mean, there might even be something deeper about it. And it's like, what it does is it brings to light, like, oh man, like you could probably crawl out of whatever hole you're in with a little, not to sound like a boomer, with a little work ethic. Where it's yeah. like, no, 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 this retard was able to get in touch with you know, the guy that invented the COVID vaccine, which means that might imply to you subconsciously, oh, maybe I can so, do so, so this is so, so this is exactly why when the left sees someone like you and your idea for curing depression, they view that as a mortal threat. And, and the way yes. you can, and the way you verify this is you see all the leftists on Twitter posting things like, you know, and I know the meme was posted on the server. I saw someone my age being incredibly talented. My day has been ruined. Because mm-hmm. you serve as an example of them being a piece of shit. You're and, a, and so you're you a, have you're to be a, destroyed. Yeah. You're a portal <laughs> into which I can see what I could be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, when you mm-hmm. see someone that loses a ton, I see someone that loses a ton of weight, and I'm like, well, I, you know, I'm 30 now. I'm not 18. And it's like, no, you're the fat guy who's 50, and he just dropped a mm-hmm. bunch of weight, and by 55, he had abs. You don't like that because you're like, if I really wanted that, I could. If I really fucking put my – and no, no. It's not your metabolism. It's fuck yeah, you, right? God damn oh, it, you're right. The point oh one percent of you that do actually have a thyroid problem and can't get an eight pack, no, no one cares, right? When you weigh four hundred and fifty pounds at five foot one, that's not your fucking thyroid. All right, <laughs> what are you talking about? What are you talking about? Right? It's yeah, you know it is, but it's that thing. Where I'm you're... eating my two hundred piece chicken McNugget meal right now, and the Listen, problem is that my thyroid sucks. No, the people that are like, are endless. Jamie, <laughs> you know, people like to put to Jamie Diamond, right? You know, the fucking head of Chase, where it's like, well, you know, his dad was really rich, and he came from like, you know, the the Greek elite, and you're like, sure, that is what about Lloyd Blankfein, who came from like the Jewish ghetto in New York, like five kids to a bedroom. You don't like that. Because that mm-hmm. shows you what you could be. And hey, there's no affirmative action in banking, all right? There, he didn't get the job because he was this or that. 
it's yeah. truly who's maybe that's not the best example because they're all ruthless and drink just, children's just, blood out uh, of the woods. Just, but just go to Ben Carson. It's the one that everybody uses. Yeah, but it's I don't know, man. Maybe maybe I should just have maybe I should release a sex tape with me and Ben Shapiro. At very yes. least, the at, at very least the court hearings will get me more subscribers. Yes. Because that's Actually, how low yeah. I am right now that truly oh. there is no such thing as bad PR. I mean, truly. Hopefully with someone yelling, get on kill stream or something like that. When, when that, because when you get that kind of drama, you maybe know, I should you release a teaser. Maybe I that. should release a teaser, like a 10 second teaser. And it's me. It's a deep fake of me, me, Ben Shapiro and, and, and Henry Kissinger. And we need a bogus law. And it says so Pornhub. It, it says Pornhub. And it also has a, a watermark that says live leak. People are like, what <laughs> is <we> this? <laughs> Or not. I mean, you know, or not. I could just put out better content. And I'm directly contradicting my point of like, you don't like it because it shows you can work hard. And in the same in breath, there, right? in the just, same just, breath, I'm like, I need a snuff film. Pam, Pam, we, we got to go propaganda operations here. And then spliced in there, people get sucked in thinking that they're getting the drama. And then spliced in there, it cuts the footage in Australia of just dog genocide. And just <laughs> boom! Out of nowhere, left field, you get hit with those fields. Maybe we should and deep, then maybe we should deep fake like like Schindler's List or something or the devil's arithmetic. <laughs> but we just deep fake it to where like all the Jews are just dog furries, just people. <laughs> right? Like Eamon Goth just like shooting like a furry. It's all black and white. <laughs> well, people would cheer that on. Okay. We need it. we need it to look like actual dogs. All right. Exactly. That's how we capture the, the, the women demographic that we need to go around. You know, basically handing out flowers and saying you have no balls because you haven't stacked commies yet. I mean, I honestly think what we need to start doing is just taking some scientific principles and uh, attacking them because they exactly. are white males. Network I mean, analysis and network disruption. I mean, I mean, Isaac Newton. I mean, really start going at like the basics to where people will not accept these laws, you know equal and opposite reaction i mean the airbag was invented by a white guy like you know all these things. really start hammering i mean maybe you could go really in and say arpanet was created by a bunch of white guys internet is bad <laughs> that might snuff the entire fire out at the base mm, maybe. Uh, black dude, here's the thing here's the thing that you don't understand is that once upon a time all right al gore was he was smoking some dmt al gore that's why it's called an algorithm yeah he was working he was working on some tubes and he he had like a a, a psychedelic phase and that's when black jesus showed up and and explained to him how you could make these tubes transfer data all right and that's how we got the internet talking to the polar the coca-cola polar bears which were (laughs) inconveniently truthfully melting on an iceberg and he said, listen, there's a series of tubes. Did you and know that Coca-Cola polar bears double as Coca-Cola death squads up there? <laughs> it's a real problem, and I a wish bu- people would take it more seriously. A bunch of snuff films of... Keep your <laughs> shotgun with you when you're pissing up a there. Polar bears, and like an al- polar bears in an Al-Qaeda cave, just like reading off a script and then decapitating someone. <laughs> <laughs> when you watch these advertisements this fall, remember who you're supporting. And it just shows them just gunning down little tiny baby polar bears and Pepsi shirts. 
That's what uh, we need, man. It was Pepsi it was man. a false flag the whole time. That's what it was we always need, man. Coke gunning down the polar bears. That's that's what it's we the need. The Hegelian dialectic. You don't understand, man. They, they bring in Pepsi. The same. They make you drink Pepsi though, so that they can bring in Coca Cola, and you'll accept it. It's, <laughs> what we need is I want more than anything. Not even like a political bent. I want like the Super Bowl commercials to get hacked with a deep fake. Like a deep fake of oh, this, this is so coming. Oh, you know it's I mean mm-hmm. I mean what would it be? It would be fucking I don't it would be some who's I don't know who's like someone harmless. It'd be like Kevin Hart just looking into the camera and he's just I don't know. And as it zooms out, yeah, it, there's just a baby Labrador retriever. And he just I don't puts like a fire poker into its throat and then it just says like Gucci. Listen, if I was the the chief propaganda officer of of the right wing, of my base right wing, I would be working around the clock to get Hillary's Benghazi sex tape playing at the Super Bowl. Oh, that's where I would be going. It's her in the sex tape and like outside it's. It was she was on the top floor of the embassy. No, no first you it has to see have muzzle like a flashes as first it has it. to have like the vets and everything that were there and shit and being like, Yeah, man, you know, when things were going off, Hillary went home, right? You know, she went home and, and, and she took the night off like it was just normal. And and we thought that she meant like her home in the conus, but no. No. It it was the Benghazi as sex things tape, were and as then things you drop it. As things were popping off, and just it, it shows a guy, you see like there's like a shadow over his face, and his voice is distorted, and he's like, "As things were popping off, Hillary was getting off," and it just shows Hillary riding like some Mujahideen member or something. It's Big Mike. No, it's Big Mike. It's Big Mike. Exactly. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> oh no, it's yeah, it's a big black. And, uh, it's a big. Uh, it's a big what, what black was, Jewish guy named um, Ben Gazi. Joan River, I think it was that you know where there's footage of her like half lit and everything, just like we all know. All right, we all know that Michelle is a tranny. Like he's got to have that clipped in there. Jesus, right? yeah, we need it to look like, and it can't be overt, like because that's real it. stuff that you yeah, can clip yeah. in there to give it credibility. Oh and yeah, you, truly you, muddy yeah. the waters, mm-hmm. and then that, you could even like hijack some like Project Veritas style because it can't be like perfect 4K video. It has to be like hidden camera stuff, but then it also has to be stuff that like no one understands the implications mm-hmm. of, but they know it's bad. Like you know, like a. Uh, you know, Islam was right about women and no See, one really that's knows the hook. what's See, bad about it. It's just, it's just, yeah. Multiple know. hooks for each crowd. You got to have some weird ass esoteric shit for the people into like the, you know, the it's, schizo it's, it's, it's a fucking, yeah. it's a fucking CCTV video of like Alex Jones. I'm going to piss. Uh, okay. <laughs> it's like Alex Jones, like meeting behind a bar with Buzz Aldrin. He's handing him like an envelope and you don't even address it or what it is. It's just, what does that imply? <laughs> It's just yep. <laughs> what does that imply? Like, what's behind the scenes here? And and that's like getting into like Lovecraft and have and and letting someone's imagination go to the places. Let, and let, see that, what's going, let mm-hmm. them fill the cosmic horror. And yeah. then it's just some stuff that you don't even know if it's code. It's just Trump and Clinton and Hillary Clinton talking. And Trump's going like, I don't like the eight piece. And she's going, the 12 piece was better before they took away the ranch. People are like, what the fuck does that mean? But it's actually just some bullshit small talk in Air Force One. About some McDonald's. staffer in the background just walks by and he just flashes this at you, you know, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just also, oh man, like a, almost like a zeitgeist style film. Like, a, yep. it's teased as zeitgeist. It's zeitgeist part yeah. four. And it's just like, yeah, it's just like, it's just like Whoopi Goldberg. And you see her just like, it's a, it has to be a perfect deep fake. And it's, or uh, who's the cooking lady, Martha Stewart? 
it's just her stuff. it's just her <laughs> reciting like i don't know some alistair crowley shit as it's panning out and she's out on the set and it pans to the set and everyone at the live studio You're aware she did a, a cooking show with snoop dogg right yeah 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 no but it's that it shows her it shows <laughs> i just want to make sure you're that's aware. what we need the deep fake cuts to her and it's it's martha stewart and it pans to the live studio audience but it's all just guantanamo bay prisoners and they're all in their orange jumpsuits and it pans back to her and it's snoop dogg saying for rizzle as they just drop hamsters into a blender like just really break the mind of people watching that's you know, what we need. And then it just, just cuts to like Marie Abramovich, you know, the actual witch lady that, you know, teaches spirit cooking. Yeah. And that's someone that actually exists. And then we're back into the realm of reality. And but it's her. We, but and it, we've tied it and we've tied the it, whole narrative together. But it's her wearing a MAGA hat. <laughs> and, and she's like, listen, this is all art. But Jesus Christ, she's like, close the borders and just show and just pans to like Haitians running across the border. Yeah, that's what we really twist trump is actually a social justice warrior and it pants to hillary and it, yeah that's what we need is really and and the thing yeah. is is people will question well who's behind this what is the purpose of this video nothing and, and this gets into what i've been trying to tell the the right for you know as long as i've been you know shit posting among like say the liberalist groups and whatnot which is what led me to eventually don's group you know group is like you know we have to stop caring about being right and we have to start caring about rhetoric and just what moves the needle right yeah. Yeah. yeah just purely emotion just just greta thunberg screaming at a haitian immig- immigrant and then she puts a sawed off shotgun in their mouth and blows it mm-hmm. off and says close borders means a strong nation like that's what you need <laughs> it's, it's just for real, the environment really you know? turn the fucking cocks upside it's down an international yeah. travel is hurting mother gaia <laughs> no 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 you got to go straight nationalism no, no, she's no. like you a, have to talk to them in their language. No, you no, <laughs> you're talking about going with language. I'm talking about break their mind. <laughs> just break their mind. Just it's just Greta Thunberg talking about how like the the carried um, interest Tommy, loophole you, is you is can't good for America. You, you can't mind break somebody with just propaganda. Okay, I thought you, I have, think you, you have to. I think you, you could add the no. You have to add the biochemical part to that. But and, and then that you know. That gets into moral bioenhancement and kind of you know what we see. It, it's what gets them into the propaganda in the first place. No, it's what just, makes the propaganda effective. It, it, it's it's why you know schizos aren't technically wrong when they talk about the flicker rate of the fucking television. No, but I mean, I know I'm talking about even darker than that. Just like deep fake D Day, but it's all Ronald McDonald. You can't you can't break someone's mind with propaganda. You gotta see, you, you gotta go a little bit at a time. Yeah, the, the problem with what you're you're going for is that we live in a society where that would just be considered comedy. Yeah, seconds. you're yeah. right. You're right. Yeah. Too far, I'd be like, oh, this is edgy. You're actually the next Charlie Day because I wonder if and- we could actually do a social <laughs> experiment and be like, if you used a leftist icon and then flash like a fashion company at the end, will they accept it? It is art. You know, it's like you go to like a like a California like it's like an art fucking show and it's like an empty chair on top of a banana and they're like, it's brilliant. Like, what if you took what if you took AOC and she's wearing a strap on and she's 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 fucking a baby penguin to death? <laughs> and then it just says uh, $5 foot long subway. That's just, would, would they accept this, it as art? This is just 4chan. You, this is just 4chan. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> uh, so if, if you want to do that sort of thing, what you really need to do is go get like the Black Lives Matter mixed with McDonald's logo. 
right? And there you go. You get the the BL arches. Yeah, right. Because <laughs> uh, they they did some bullshit like no. that. Right? Go go get that, and then uh, you know play you know some. I'm loving it, right? And have it fade into all those PETA slaughterhouse videos, right? The left will all, everyone involved that, in this video will instantly hate each other. <laughs> that actually, that's genius. That right there is a stroke of genius. And, and somebody, I know there are people with me making video editing skills that will watch this. Get on it. Because that, it. That, 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 will it. Work. <laughs> that will work. He's not wrong. <laughs> what it has to be is like a video of the head of BLM looking at like people in gay pride. And then just, it needs to be like a hot mic. You can just see one of them go, God, I'm so sick of these faggots. <laughs> that, that that is also the kind. Of, this is why, like, the right wing needs to learn how to think subversive. Really, you start know, the pulling, way left us start pulling the columns works. into each other. Yeah, yes. yeah. You know, yeah. you find every crack in the you know in the enemy's coalition, and you take a hammer and chisel to it yes. every time. We need Michelle Obama on saying, "I've been." I have been starting rumors online about my cock for years in a way in hopes that I would sort of soften the blow when I did come out as a tranny. But every turn, the left says I'm not a tranny. Why do they hate me for who I am? That's what we need. I that's mean, a bit harder see, to pull off. Little, yeah, that, little, that, you're that, right on your angle. You got that, that, that's kind of a PhD there. course. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, this is this is the thing is you you can go out of your way to create you know, some hypothetical craziness where we get Michelle Obama to come out and say the quiet part out loud, or you could just take what they're already doing. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, yeah, that know, makes, that makes too much sense. You, you have to move with the wind blowing the grass. Okay. Mm-hmm. You got to take the momentum and the inertia that's already there and you have to work with it. I mean, yeah. you know, maybe if, listen, if you're CIA or you're, you know, the power base establishment and you can fund, you know, some case officers, a propaganda operations officer, blah, blah, blah. And all these people will be like, listen, this, this, this project over here, we're going to dump a budget at it, you know, use it, don't use it by blow, whatever the money's going to be there. You know, you can move the needle from nothing to something. Right. And, and they'll fund that all day. If you're in the open source intelligence game, if you're trying to, you know, work in the actual populist movements, you got to look at what the populist is moving with and you got to figure out, you know, how to either, you know, amplify that or, or knock it or walk it over territory. Yeah. Maybe, maybe like a deep fake undercover video of like the heads of Exxon mobile really attached to these deep fakes. Shut your fucking mouth. <laughs> it's, it's, well, it's, it's, it's the only way it would, or I mean, fuck you. It's, you, you have to have the, you have to have like the head of Exxon mobile saying on a hidden camera that, and you'd have to, you know, shift it so the fashion's different, so it looks like it's from the '70s. And it's them saying we're gonna start, we're gonna start a 30-year uh, PR campaign for this thing that our think tanks came up with. We call it global warming and climate change. And that way, we've timed it so that it will be overpowering just by the time the world's oil reserves runs out. And that's when we'll bring in the green technology and the batteries. You need to have climate change posted as a think tank pet project by Big Oil. Neither of you seem interested. So, I think well, Don's frozen. Well, someone, someone's actually kind of when, when we get back to I forget the David guys is, is Don it, but, is Don frozen? I think he is frozen on there. Rest in peace, Don. Um, either that or he's doing a really specific bit right now, and he's really dedicated to it. He, he, if um, he's doing it, he's doing very good. <laughs> but um, 
Yeah, yeah, he's no, frozen. It's frozen. Or he's oh, dead. Yeah. Hopefully he reconnects with us. He'll be fine. But um, but you know, God, um, lost my train of thought there. For Exxon Mobil, climate Exxon, change. All right, Exxon Mobil. So, so the guys, yeah. All right, so um, I forget the guy's name, but it, it was a, a big deal when it happened. All these academics and whatnot that were uh, publishing false, uh, you know, well, I shouldn't say false papers, but they were taking like uh, Mein Kampf and Hitler stuff and they were rewording it and they were getting it peer reviewed. You remember, I forget the guy's <laughs> names, but you remember what I'm talking about, right? It, it, it was kind of a big deal. Uh, I think Rogan had him on or, or whatever, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but like that, that kind of thing has already happened. And yeah, we, like we could be doing a lot more of that. Um, problem is, that requires either a you have an academic who already has tenure and they're not afraid of rocking the boat or whatever, which is kind of, you know, they exist, but they're, they're hard to find or B, you know, you're an academic that's about to completely bomb any chance of a, of a career you're going to have. And uh, you're, you're, you're going to damage your opportunities if you try to play that game. But yeah, that's an avenue that has worked uh, in the past. Maybe, maybe we need to start a campaign about some misogynistic patriarchal thing about how COVID actually stands for Cox Cox on vaginas is divine. Meaning that two genders is what God wants. The COVID will be done tomorrow. You know, I, I would be shocked if 4chan hasn't already tried that, but, <laughs> but you know, it, did we, is Don good mean, but should, I don't know if we we're going to make sure away. Don's alive. Yeah. We should probably do that. I mean, I'm, you know, maybe the internet died again. Um, clearly our internet is, is superior. Ours is fine. So we're on the, we're on the DARPA net because so you know, I we're, offered, actually, we're the feds. I um, offer no <laughs> apologies. I offer no apologies for our internet working. You know, I just don't. Just, I just fucking Don's not replying to my text. So Al, Al Gore has blessed us with superior tubes. And I guess Don is heading back to Langley early. <laughs> he has hit. been recalled to he HQ. Have, I, you know, it's you know what? It's it's when I hear people thinking that Don's a Fed or that I'm an Air Force recruiter, and it makes me realize, oh some conspiracies truly have no basis in reality, but because they don't know me and I'm just a face on a screen, it's very easy to, like you said, kind of love crafting. You sort of fill in the blanks on your own. There's it either means, Oh, no conspiracies are real because I am now seeing it's like what? Yeah. Or if I am a fed, that only has two possible outcomes. It either means the government is so the, the state is so pervasive that they've already covered everyone else. So now they're reaching down to, you know, little low hanging fruit like me, or they're so desperate and inept that they're hitting me up because they couldn't get anyone else. Either way, me being a fed is nothing but an insult to the government. That's why I say just freaking, you know, joke at it. And, you know, at, at the end of the day, uh, in a world where we can all identify to be whatever the fuck we want, identify as a as a higher rank than whatever Fed you're talking to. <laughs> I get brought in for questioning, and I'm like, "Do you want to keep your fucking job, son?" Like, you, you know, know how it, deep undercover it, I am right you now. Know, here's the this is the thing that you know one of those things that the Feds aren't really thinking about is the more they 
you know, just blatantly cover their own ass nonstop, nonstop CYA, nonstop CYA. Just, just they can't stop it. They can't um, correct in public at all. They can't be seen doing it as they elicit more mafia and mafia like behavior and embrace a strategic level of vagueness. It allows people like, like me say, come along and guess what? I don't have to claim I'm, I'm a CIA guy if people just believe it. And if I'm able to deny that and people believe it anyway, and I'm able to wave around some kind of, you know, authority that doesn't exist without violating or impersonating any laws, guess what? You're creating in a, a very obscure environment where anyone can pretend to be some kind of vague, uh, you know, fed and s- manipulate some schizos or or some people that are just looking for that cute white knight savior. And you're just creating that environment where anyone can do that now because you've normalized the the federal response to anything being this gangster. Well, we don't talk about we don't talk shop in public, you know. Thing. Yeah. So anyone that appears to be that kind of guy, well clearly that's a fed and if i listen to him then i'm listening to the regime and so you know congratulations everyone's a fed on the internet now don how was uh did your handler show up yeah that is exactly what happened actually yeah i I needed a you know they they, they don't always knock you know that's all i'm saying quick Uh, yeah quick phone call with langley mm -hmm. you know it's uh sorry but you both have to die uh it's been good guys but uh that's that's it fucking cool beans with me man it's whatever the state needs. Sig high. That's a good clip. But no uh, victory. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good clip. I've given my I've given all of my life to the Fourth Reich. <laughs> Spotify, why won't you sign me? Well, we got a we. The only clip we found of you is whatever the state needs. Sig Heil. Okay. I mean, I think that's why they will sign you. I think I'm about to say. Well, that just shows I'm willing to play ball. More than anything, right? Shows I'm not going to be a, a nail. Listen, we're all out. rational actors. <laughs> Nothing would be funnier though if it did come out in like ten years that all three of us were feds, but we didn't know that each other were feds. Well, I mean, that's pretty standard practice. <laughs> I know. Yeah, that, that's, I know. That's not unusual at all. I know, really. I know. I know. It's. I think the biggest fucking the biggest whoopsie is going to be when we realize like eighteen of the nineteen hijackers were feds and they were all planning <laughs> on busting each other, but none of them wanted to break face. Well, once again, Daniel Hopsicker and, and George Webb talks about this a lot, wrote a wonderful book about, you know, the, the kind of the same kind of Iran-Contra folks, you know, and I've talked about this before, taking Arab royalty and hooking them up with diplomatic passports and teaching them how to fly. Because guess what? If they teach Arabs how to fly drugs for them, Barry Seal doesn't get caught throwing weed out the back. That's true. Oh, man. That's true. It's Man, what if the 9-11 hijackers were actually just flying drugs and they were flying them direct? They're still running drugs out of that airport. Nobody gives a fuck. It's been happening for decades and decades. It's an open, it's been an open secret for decades, and, and nobody gives a fuck. <sighs> no, no one does. <laughs> <laughs> It's, There's some conspiracy folks on the internet that do, but you know, everyone else is just like, oh yeah, that's what CIA does. <laughs> I kind of like Tim, I kind of like Tim Dill. It, it's, it's y'all good for like nine more minutes and then I gotta go get some food because I'm a fat ass. We'll wrap it up at three hours tight. Shut up, Don. I was, I was just gonna say, I gotta get out of here soon. So, yes. um, I was thinking of what Tim Dillon said, where someone's like, 
you know, the whole thing is so corrupt. It's so intertwined with military industrial uh, interests and banking and fraud and, you know, rules for thee and not for me. What can I do about it? And he goes, have you ever had peach Melba? The person's like, I think. And he's like, you get some peach, a little iced cream, and you heat it up so it just melts a little bit. And he goes, yeah. He goes, should I have some peach Melba? He goes, what does that have to do? He goes, settle down. He, he goes, <laughs> he goes, you're never fixing any of it. So enjoy some peach Melba. Sit <laughs> on the bar stool, drink a beer, watch the game. Okay. You, the, the information I will, say will paralyze you. I will you. say Don't this. Look into the abyss. I will say this. <laughs> I do think we have a somewhat entertaining future when nation states start genetically engineering monsters. It'll be the new proxy war. Instead of having to like raise an army. Pokemon, Vietnam, yeah. I mean, truly, what happens when Japan and America start sending Godzilla to each other's shores? Do, do you know what happens? I finally start saying Alex Jones was right about everything because it's been a good year or two now that I have been saying as soon as we have fish people, Alex Jones is right about everything. And that will probably be the primary thing that happens. Stand by. Uh, Animal-human well, hybrids in China. You know, that well, may that, already exist. There will the that, you can see them. They, they don't understand what's happening to them. They've lived their whole life. They put their hand up against the, They put their hand up. It's like a turtle you see in the fucking in the aquarium. They put their hand up against the glass, and you know they're suffering. Listen, there are people being grown in pigs inside of cows. They're producing spider milk or spider They've silk. They've never even been taught a language. They don't know anything. You want to know why, Joe? I'll tell you why. They're chimeras. They're not human. They're alien. They don't have human rights. It's what's coming, Joe. You're getting the crap. You know what, though? We may all be looking at this wrong. Maybe this is, this is why they need to vaccine uh, everybody. Because once the vaccine starts giving you scales and horse hair, we'll all think it's normal if it happens to all of us. Mm-hmm. I love the argument where someone says uh, it modifies your RNA and thus you are technically corporate property because you are now patented. You are yeah. a genetically modified organism. Right. Like, listen, if they're powerful enough to modify your DNA and then say you're, you're a corporate, your corporate IP, then they're powerful enough to just knock down your door and take you anyway. They don't need a well, Hitler didn't need to go. Technically, your property, the state, they just did it. It was the right. It was the velvet, the iron fist in the velvet subject club. of the king. Never, never uh, skip over the mandate for internal consistency for these people, right? So as long as you're all citizens out there doing whatever you want, maybe they can't do all this stuff to you. But if you're a genetically modified organism that belongs to Pfizer, then they can. And then the 5G is going to activate the programming and the chip. If it came out that there were animal-human hybrids, and 5G did turn on and kill everyone with the vaccine. I mean, would we be doomers to go, oh, it really is all fucking done? <laughs> like, <laughs> well, at that point, are you a realist? At that well, point, I mean, <laughs> you know, how many people are vaccinated in the United States? 140 million? They, they say 75%, but I also never know what is the actual percentage. Yeah. Well, and so there, you know, there it is the question. Uh, if we lose 75% of the population, is it all over? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, but I do believe I do believe in my argument when I was on Stu Peters and I was like, man, those the comments don't like me. And David's like, well, you you argued against the population. I still think my argument holds true. If it is a depopulation program, no one will be alive to say I told you so. But you're trying to be right instead of 
going with the rhetoric and, and, going and, just, and building the platform. The I, sh- I right. should have just moved with the punches. I should have said, is, I think it's more than the, the right memes on the actually guy. And then just goes sh- right back to being, I should have pushed it further. Right I should have pushed it further. I should have said, I think it's a repopulation program. There We're all going to start shitting out babies. They want a hundred billion. The Georgia Guidestones had it wrong. They want, 500 billion humans not 500 million they want right. more people because the pedophiles love all the pictures it's just not us Instagram. so they gotta depopulate us to make room for the clones so, the clones they got underground they're gonna bring them up now. we're repopulating they're That's giving the vaccine to liberals knowing that they'll start having look 10 up kids the great each. replacement new zealand christ what? <laughs> <laughs> oh there, there it is right it is not just not depopulation. What we're trying to do is create enough humans so that we can colonize the moon. No, what we're trying to do is we knew that only liberals will take it. So just like Muslims having 10 kids in a new European country. So after a generation, they'll outvote them. They're just maybe there really were 80 million Biden voters. Maybe they're just going. They're all going to have 10 kids who are brainwashed. They won't need That's to kill us. Or hundred million. China is yeah. creating the death quarter creek right now. They just have hundreds of millions of just just. I love... being grown in it's fetuses in bio bags, and in five years they're going to have weaponized flashlights. They're going to be killing people. All right. I... Listen, the Havana syndrome is just because they haven't got the last guns at full power yet. I, I, I like where David takes it and goes. I will double king. I will d- double checkmate you. I say it's don't crazy. You try to out, you outpace. I'm you like know, 9/11 so was don't. an inside job, and David's like the missiles were launched from the Statue of Liberty. It's like, oh <laughs> Jesus, right? No, you don't understand. Richard Bissell had the missiles already in the building. Okay, 9/11, the towers were the silos. They were actually covering <laughs> they, up the silos. They were the silos. It's like again, Tim Dillon. The building when, just tipped sideways, went up, came back down. That, that's what happened. God like, damn it! Like a single mortar shot just comes straight. <laughs> It's like what Tim Dillon says. When someone says that the planes were holograms, you say 9-11 didn't happen. The towers are still there. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> you take it and just they bring it to 11 and you break the dial. They go, Herman Cain died from COVID. You go, Herman Cain's still alive. He's There's on Sean Hannity right now. Making it look like the towers aren't there anymore. <laughs> we'll try and walk into it. It's there. <laughs> it's we never landed on the moon. We are on the moon right now. We right. never landed on Earth. It's, you just take it and just bring it up to 12. That's what we need. Maybe, I don't know, acceleration. Maybe we will be. Ex- that's know, what we need is a, is like a, is a, is a Super Bowl commercial, of like a new, like the Tesla fucking roadster. It's like zero to 60 and half a second. And it's like accelerationism. It's good. And then it just shows, <laughs> and then it just shows clips of BLM burning down uh, Palo Alto or something. Listen, you don't choose to be an accelerationist. You know, you know, that lifestyle comes to you. <laughs> we need to make it the most someone just really abstraction. Like, yeah, I think Kevin Hart putting a hot poker into a into a Labrador puppy's throat as it says Gucci. I think that's what we need. And that is the perfect end to an episode because we have less than a minute here and I actually need to be gone. I actually need to be gone too because I wanted to get some food and uh, what's the name of this episode? What the fuck sounds like a good name. Yeah, you know, that's a that's a good one. That's always a classic. Um, what the fuck? It's, it's, too, it's too easy. It's too easy. Let's see. Uh, World uh, War One Plague Rats. Mickey's, <laughs> Mickey's Nipples Accelerationism. 
Nikki's nipples acceleration. That's the one. <sighs> That's the one. I think. I think nine eleven didn't happen. Nikki's nipples did nine eleven. Nikki's nipples did nine eleven. Big Mac, Gucci. Yeah, yeah. We're reaching now. We'll wrap this one up. Don the pleb, David O'Neill the pleb. Don's in my basement. David will be soon enough. I will capture them all. Excuse me. I'm a I'm a patrician. Okay, I am they're, I'm they're... playing Pokemon. I will catch them all. Eventually you all live in my basement. And with that, Godspeed everyone. 9-11 didn't happen. The towers are still there.